Welcome to the show. I'm Dylan Tonkin. Today I'm talking with my friend Power Thighs, also known as Greg Arponte. Greg is a long-distance hiker and a bike packer, as well as a fashion school graduate. He spent the last few years off-trail making ultralight tents. I caught up with Greg after he finished his 7,000-mile cross-country bike tour. Sitting here with Greg Arponte. Nailed it, man. Which is the second time I've said his name because I was like, man, how do you say your name? Uh, how do you pronounce it? And I asked it, and I should have organic or hit record, but I didn't. And then we would have had it organically. But I did not know Greg as Greg. I knew him as Power Thighs, which is probably one of the most badass hiker <laughs> names that there is. I was a big fan of Power Thighs, so uh, anytime I would talk about Greg, I would always refer to him as Power Thighs, and it seems with his resume, Power Thighs is definitely a fitting one. So, Greg, thank you for hanging out with me today. Dude, it's, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, this is P- good. Pickle? Is pickle, yeah, Pickle, Dylan. So we both, I love it. we're both veteran hikers, we're through hikers, and uh, in the hiking community, folks will use... Uh, false names or aliases Mm -hmm. or we just call them trail names so my trail name is pickle greg's trail name is power thighs uh one how did you get power thighs and two on your bike tour we'll talk about trail names there but how did you get the name power thighs (laughs) power power thighs was given to me on um on the pct and it took me like almost a month to get a trail name it's like 500 miles in so i was like i was assuming i was wasn't gonna get one but uh, I switched my shorts out from like, you know, standard seven inch North Face shorts <laughs> up to like women's three inch Under Armour shorts. And I was just like looking, I was like hanging out with my friends on top of what's that look at with the crazy old trees on the PCT? Um, uh, Bait and Pow. Bait and Pow. Bait and Pow. Yeah, yeah so it's got that. that it, it's like 1500, it's old. Yeah. That old snarly looking tree. And so we're all sitting there having lunch. Uh-huh. And I was just hanging out with my friends, and we were, like, talking about trail names because they've all got them by now. They're like, what are we going to do for you, Greg? And I was just like, I said, man, look at these shorts. I was like, I'm just going to walk into a bar and just go up to a lady and be like, yo, what's up, girls? Check out these power thighs. And they were like, that's your name. And I was like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it just, like, solidified from that point on. And I love, I actually love my trail name. I think it's it's a fun one. Because I haven't met another one. I've met Thunder Thighs. Met Thunder. I've met a Thunder Thighs. Yeah. The Thunder Thighs I met on the PCT was a girl, and we were supposed to foot wrestle. But I never actually got to meet her. I just heard about her, and she you know, could have been a contender. She could have been. She probably yeah. would have beaten me. So, um, <laughs> it's, I guess we need to kind of step back a little. So the PCT Pacific Crest Trail, yeah, um, uh, PCT for short, or mm-hmm. uh, California, Oregon, Washington, which you completed. What year? When did you uh, do the PCT? That was 2015. 2015. So you're still recent. Yeah. All right. Good. Yeah. This was like the year that the Wild film came out. So I beat the Wild crowd. Which we we can we can we can rant on later, (laughs) yeah. But there was still like there were some people that were like, oh, I saw Wild, I want to do it. We're just like, word. (laughs) Yeah, um, we can rant about the movie and or book Wild later on. I'm pretty sure I've read it and seen it based on how much people have talked about it, but I've never actually read it or seen it. Yeah, I um, secondhand. Um, I think that I'm gonna do the politically correct thing. I think that it could be a great book for some folks. Yep. 
as a long distance hiker, it was not a good fit for me because it was not a book about hiking. Correct. Which I thought. Uh, the movie, I tried, paid $4 on Amazon. Okay. Did not get very far into it and just was unentertained. Even though it's Reese, Reese Witherspoon in a white t shirt. Who we do love. Uh, American Idol. Yeah. Uh, so it could be a, a very good inspirational movie did or you book read for others. Bill Bryson's Walking Woods? I did. I love that book. Very, did you see the movie? No. Don't. Okay. <laughs> Great. Um, <laughs> Thank you for you, saving a couple hours of my yeah, life. Yeah. You like the book? I love the book. I read it when I started the PCT and it was just like, it kind of mirrored exactly what I was going through. So I was like, and he's like, pretty funny guy. He's a writer. Yeah. Hysterical. He's not a through hiker, but no. he's a fantastic writer. Fantastic writer. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I loved when I was reading it. I was like, he's like, yeah, I just want to throw all my food off the side of this cliff. And I was just like staring at my food and I was like, yeah, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I definitely ran this off the side of, yeah. side of this mountain right now. Um, so you did the PCT. Where are you from originally? No AT? No AT. No AT. I'm from Massachusetts, born and raised, but I have not done any AT hiking. Well, I've done a decent amount in Virginia and okay. part of the Long Trail, but no, I, I have no desire to do the AT. This this might offend people. I will not do it. One one thing that I, I I noticed on the PCT was a lot of people talk trash about the AT, having never hiked the AT, having never hiked it or <laughs> been on the East Coast. So, uh, it's a good trail. There's a lot to offer. It's not the PCT, mm. but the PCT is also not the AT. So. Um, but you did do part of the long trail? Yeah, I did. So in 2017, I was supposed to do the long trail, and then I was supposed to go finish that before, like, August 20th so I could catch the solar eclipse in North Carolina and then bike the Blue Ridge Parkway back to my house. But, like, I started on the long trail, and I was, like, working really hard to just get a 20-mile day in, like, way harder than I've ever had to work before. <laughs> and I was, like, miserable. It was so hot and just like covered in mud. And I was like, I'm not gonna finish this in the right amount of time. And I was like rushing and I was like, this isn't what I want from this hike. So I just like decided to like call it quits for the time, which is like a bummer. It was really weird to quit a through hike, especially when it's like, I'd recent, I just finished the Colorado Trail the year before that. And um, I was just like, man, like the smallest one I've ever done is just like kicking the shit out of me. <laughs> and like, I did not, yeah, it was, it's, it was really beautiful. It's a very pretty trail, but it is, it was way too hard and I was rushing. So I was, I'll go back and do it when I have more time, I'll finish it. Now, did you do the AT portion or the non-AT non portion? AT portion. Okay. So I started at Massachusetts and went up to went the up, You were headed towards Canada? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I wanted to go into fall, but like now if I'm gonna do it, I'm definitely gonna southbound it and just like chase leaves. Cool, so you did go see this, you made it to this, uh, the eclipse, right? Yes. In totality? Yes. All right, cool. It was insane. Same, same here. Yeah. Oh my God, it was, it was just like, <laughs> Uh, people ask me like, "What's the you know, what's the most the most beautiful thing you've ever experienced like on all these trails?" And I'm like, "It's it's been the the eclipse." Where where were we at whenever you saw it? North Carolina. What part? I oh god, it was like it's a weird town name. I can't remember for the life of me. I can tell you it was at a church, on like they bought like the plot of land across from them and they mm -hmm. like clear cut it and leveled it. We we're like screwing around like it was supposed to dump that day, but we we're like screwing around on like a bunch of different maps and stuff, and we we're like this looks possible. And so we just like hauled up to there and then we're like on our way up the hill and we see the church and then we see a bus of Japanese tourists <laughs> with like the biggest cameras I've ever seen in my life and like multiple <laughs> telescopes. And we were like, this is the spot and just like Jay hooked the Jeep as hard as we could. And like we pulled in and they were like, how do you know about this place? And like, we were just like messing around on Google maps. 
and they were like, we were like, how do you know about this place? And they were like, oh, like the leader of like our astronomy club uh, knows this spot. It's like a renowned spot, apparently. We were just like, awesome. So we just hung out with them and <laughs> enjoyed the eclipse together. It was the craziest experience of my life. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, how long were you planning? Were you like planning on it ahead of time, pretty far, or it was kind of like, hey, let's go do this? I was planning ahead on it. Yeah. I wanted, because I wanted to start, because it, it passed over the start of the Blue Ridge Parkway. My original goal was to watch it on the parkway cycling, but then I was like, it's going to be really crowded and it might be cloudy. Yeah. So we like, we waited a day. So me and my friend drove me down. Cool. It was awesome. It was a really yeah. fun day. We did a last minute trip down to South Carolina, like nice. inside totality. Yeah. And uh, Elise and I went and it was just, let's go do this. And yeah. Like, Why? So we were, for, you know, we, we were for ourselves. We were self-employed, both self-employed yeah. at the time. And we went and it was like, Incredible, man. Oh, it is. It was, she had tears in her eyes. Oh, it was oh. like, wow, like, check this out. No I, I almost lost it. Yeah. Yeah. I cool, just, man. Oh, I still have goosebumps <laughs> thinking about it. Like, the colors. The colors were the weirdest thing to me. And, like, yeah. the silence. It was just, because we were in a park, but it was like this little town had mm-hmm. this celebration. There was, like, mm-hmm. events and stuff. And, of course, the night before, we're trying to find, um, we were trying to find the glasses because the glasses were the big thing. Oh my god! Did you get some? Did you pay for them? And if I, so, how much? I no, <laughs> I did not pay for them. My friends had them, and we had like a welder's mask and um, uh, uh, mountaineering glasses, which we were like in our like, half-assed. We were like, "That's the work." No, it won't work. Get the glasses. Um, but no, they they had some because she worked for the library, so like all, a lot of the libraries got them shipped. Yep. For cool. free, so she just grabbed a couple. Yeah, we had we had one pair whenever we left. One of my friends' moms works for an eye, an optometrist, oh, nice. and she said, "Hey, we have two pairs. We'll give you one, so you have a pair to share." And then whenever we end up getting down there, they had this whole thing set up, and they actually had glasses. Oh, cool! And they had enough for everybody there. And some people, you know, brought their own. Yeah. But whenever we got there, within twenty minutes, the line they weren't going to give them out until a certain time. Mm-hmm. It was unbelievable. Like, yeah, it was very. Very interesting. Yeah, um, like I totally understand how like the Aztecs thought the world was gonna end. Like that makes sense to me. Yeah, I, I like well, I had a good run of it. Yeah, <laughs> it was fun. Let's kill those dudes over there though. Get, Maybe this will go away. <laughs> like get some hugs and then go kill those guys and just hope that that works. Um, yeah. So long trail PCT. Um, I t- forgot that you did the Blue Ridge back. That was fun. That was I highly recommend that to anyone. The Blue Ridge is a beautiful road how long is it uh, it's just shy of 500 miles and then if you go into shenandoah i think it brings up to like 625 or something like that beautiful it's area beautiful bears everywhere great trees yeah, but did you like, see some bears out you had to have seen it i saw some bears. i almost hit a black bear with your bike yeah i've almost <laughs> hit a lot of animals on a bike i'm getting up there i'm i believe you yeah i feel like you've put so many miles on it that the the odds yeah are definitely in favor of Animal strike. Yeah. No birds or anything? Close. No. I've got a grasshopper to the throat, though. A gra- to your yeah, throat? to the throat. Like, one of those giant ones that are in Colorado, which just, like, shot up, and it was, like, getting hit with a stick <laughs> at, like, 35. I was like, you dumb bastard. Like, why? You just jumped anywhere else. <laughs> so, well, this kind of, like, leads us perfectly into your last adventure, which mm-hmm. I was able to follow along with. Thanks to social media. Oh, what's your what's Thanks. your Instagram, dude? My Instagram is Craig is not cool, which is an ironic uh, 
It's the lamest Instagram account you'll ever follow. But it's so good. <laughs> it's so good because it's like, man, this is so lame, but everything that you post is so good. Mm. So it's all uh, ironically. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's it's, it's just stuff. a lot of nudes and a lot of there, picture of the woods. <laughs> there's a lot of of uh, bare butt photographs, yeah. which even uh, anyone can appreciate. They're tasteful. <laughs> they're tasteful nudes, and they're always from behind. Artfully placed. Artfully placed. They're yeah. spaced out. It's not like I'm bombing you every day with plots. <laughs> yeah, you'll okay. That's yeah. yeah. It's a, a fair amount of gratuitous nudity. Yeah. Um, all right, so Greg is not cool as your yep. Instagram. We'll, we'll definitely make sure we put that somewhere so everybody can. And we'll, we'll bring it up whenever we're done, too. Cool, cool. Um, so you did a cross-country, kind of-ish, yeah. all, all around the country. You're everywhere. So Yeah. It's like a, I call it like a dual trans-U.S. bike tour. but That's a $5 word. Yeah, it's a, it's a tongue twister. But I started, so I started in Anacortes, which is like 45 minutes hour north of Seattle. Biked from there to Eureka, Montana, which is... Uh, where the two trails I was riding intersect. So the two trails I was riding were the Northern Tier, which goes from the West Coast to the East Coast, and the Great Divide Mountain Bike Route, which goes from Banff, Canada, down to the Mexican border. So when I hit Eureka, I got a hitch up to Banff instead of by an awesome dude, um, instead of having to bike an extra 300 miles up north. Um, and then switched my tires out of my bike, rode the Great Divide Mountain Bike Route, all the way down south, and then flew up to Denver for like a week off, and then flew back up to Montana, then picked it back up in Whitefish, rode from Whitefish all the way to Maine, going around Lake Michigan and Lake Erie. And how many miles was this? Seven, just over 7,000. 7,000 on the bike? Yeah. And you were fly, like you were bike, fly, fly, yeah. vaca like vacation, time off? Time off, zero, take a zero. Taking <laughs> a zero. Didn't big, do any of those. I'm a big fan of the zero day. Yeah, the best part about hiking is not hiking, man. It is. It's, I love town so time. <laughs> They're always stressful. Though. You run, I mean, you sent your stuff forward, which is brilliant, but like, when I had to resupply in town, it was stressful. Like, it was not a fun day for me. I was like running around, and then you're shopping while you're hungry, which is just rage-inducing. And then it's just, you have to like unpack everything, repack everything, and then it's just like, oh, everyone wants to go do this. And I'm just like, I'm not packed. <laughs> like, yeah. You have to walk across town. The, the resupplies are... So we call resupply, a resupply is getting your groceries for those people who don't. Yes. And I feel like I still use the term resupply. Like, oh, what are you doing? I got to go get a resupply at the store. Like, that's <laughs> now part of who I am. <laughs> um, so you did town purchase grocery shopping mm -hmm. on trail for mm -hmm. the PCT and the bike trip, right? For everything. I've, okay. I've, the only time, I mean, I sent stuff forward in Washington and Oregon just because of shopping cart. Okay. In was that Ashland? Yeah. In Ashland, Oregon. I sent all my the rest of my boxes up there. And then, like, the ones in the stores. Oh, Sierras. was there? The shopping cart. It's a great spot. They have 60-cent uh, sodas out front. Dude, they have, like, Had the, three. They have, like the greatest business model ever. I, lo I it's good. love that grocery store. And they have a lot of bars. Yeah. Ashland was so fun. Ashland was a good town. Great town. Yeah. I took, like, three days off there. It was, like, my birthday. Oh, like, cool. Just, just before we left town. Nice. So we had a really fun time there. So on the PCT, you were like around people, but like, I don't know about this whole bike. Like, I'm not familiar with bike. How did you get into this bike touring thing or bike packing? Right. And is there people out there? No. <laughs> Dude, it's, I was alone. Um, uh, so how did I get into bike, bike touring? Um, I got a really awesome road bike from my best friend's mom when I was in high school. Like, she was just wasn't using it anymore. And she was like, I'm going to throw this out. But she's like, if it fits you, you can have it. And I was like, sweet. I was like, I'll try it out. 
And so we, we, my friend and I would ride bikes instead of uh, run certain exercises and track because we were getting shin splints and stuff. So then I just got really into cycling. And now this kid is actually a prof world-class professional cyclist now. He races. He's You're been ready? Race, yeah. He's, he rides for uh, Specialized USA, but he's been racing in like Thailand and Cambodia and wildly impressive kid. Where does he live? He lives in California. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, right. He, he still works for Specialized as far as I know. His name's nice. Cameron, Cameron Piper. He's an incredible cyclist. Cameron Piper. Yeah, nice. dope kid. Yeah, he's so cool. Um, but... So that was like my first hook into cycling. And then when I was in Virginia, the roads were so good that I was like, well, I gotta get my bike down here. And so I realized, I was like, well, maybe I could just bike the Blue Ridge Parkway. Cause I've heard about doing that. There's a couple books on it. And you can only go like 35 on the whole Blue Ridge. It's windy. It's in like, it's socked in by trees. I was like, this would be pretty safe and really beautiful. And if I'm doing it during a weekday, like no one's gonna be on it. It's like a tourist thing. Um, so I was working for uh, Yama Mountain Gear at the time. We'll, we'll get into that later. But I just like tried to make some bike bags and just see if I could do it. So, cause like, you know, a week on the Blue Ridge and it was so close to like second home base that like if something went wrong, someone could help me out. Right, you had a pretty good backup plan. Yeah, I had, cool. we had a safety escape. Yeah. But uh, I ended up really loving it. I thought it was so fun. Like downhills on a bike are actually free instead of downhills hiking are like the worst things in the world. Nobody wants to hike downhills. No one Everybody does. Everybody wants to go up. It's so funny because like, yeah, it's like you start <laughs> off, you start off, it's like everyone's like complaining about uphills and I'm just like, no, just you wait. Give it time. That's how you can tell like an experienced <laughs> hiker. It's, it's like, do you like going up or down? It's like. Yeah. That's uh, a good, yeah. Yeah. Do you like going up or down? No, yeah. oh, you've got a couple. Hundred or maybe thousand miles under your belt, and you yeah. hate going down mountains now. Like, yep. <laughs> I wish there was no top. Yeah. <laughs> Forever climbing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm waiting for the through hike that starts from like here and just ends at like a way above sea level and just only uh, climbs whole way. It's it's there. It's uh, lowest to highest. Oh, that's right. Death that's Valley, Valley to Whitney. Whitney. Yeah. Did I mean, you summit Whitney on the PCT? I did. I had to. Did you go for sunrise? No. Cool. Me neither. Yeah. Smartest choice ever. Yeah, it There's sounded people. miserable. Yeah, they, <laughs> it sounded so cold. It sounds like uh, everybody had the same issue that uh, whenever I went, they were like, oh, we're going to get up early and go sunrise. And everybody sat up there for two hours and froze because it didn't take as long as they thought. Mm. And everybody was coming down, was super miserable, and we just chilled up there. It was great. <laughs> so pretty. And you can FaceTime from the top of Mount Whitney. Dude, I tried to. I, tried, I summoned it on my sister's birthday, and I tried to FaceTime her. Oh, but man. I have America's Most Reliable Network, Sprint. Yes. So, <laughs> as, as you can imagine, this, this service is good everywhere. I tell people that if you want to be, like, alone in the woods, just get Sprint. Like, That's reasonable. You never have to worry about people getting in contact with you. I don't even have to put my phone on airplane mode. I just know it's, there's going to be no service. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. I feel like through hiking is just getting to the top of a mountain and trying to find cell phone service. Dude, see, that was not the thing when I was in the PCT. Like, no one even, like, pretended to, like, try to be on their phones. But it was also, like, service was a little bit crappier, like, three years ago. That's true. And phone, yeah. phones were, were not as good as they are yeah. now. Because yeah. I know you were posting from trail, and I was like, how the hell is he doing this? I, I was, was like, all over it. I literally only had service once on trail. <laughs> like, and even when I was in town, I didn't really have service sometimes. Yeah, I had a buddy that had Sprint. Because I have Verizon. And I specifically chose Verizon because I was getting ready for the AT. Right. And I was like, what's the best service? And they're like, Verizon by far. Mm -hmm. And I specifically chose them for that. Mm -hmm. But I had a buddy who had Sprint. And he was like, yep, I never have service. So <laughs> don't text me and don't expect any pictures back. Yeah, yeah. 
In Montana, I didn't have like any service. Yeah. Ever, even when I was in like the state capital, no service. So whenever you, I mean, is there like like for hiking now for mm -hmm. PCT AT? There's apps. Is there an app that you can use, or do you use like Gaia or what? I was using. How this, do you do it? I was using this awesome app called Maps 3D. Um, so I think it's for iPhones only. At least that's all I know. But it's a, it's a four dollar version of Gaia, and I honestly think it's better. And like if really? anyone. So like I found uh, like so like the the north to south route the Great Divide mountain bike route mm -hmm. is technically a race, like it leaves on the second Friday of every June, um, and it starts as a race. The record holder did it in fourteen days and some somewhat hours. How many miles is it? Uh, twenty eight hundred. Twenty eight hundred. And he did it in like two weeks. Yeah. What? You just don't sleep. Well, you sleep, but like. Not really. No zero days. None. Like no <laughs> chill. Like there's literally you, you don't get a beer. Like these people are lunatics. Yeah. But that's not my jam. More power to them. Good I'm for take you. Take my time. Yeah. Good on you. I enjoyed I enjoyed <laughs> chill days. But um, uh. So anyway, back bike or bikepacking.com puts out like the GPX routes, their the coordinates and stuff. So you can just like download that for free and then it overlaid itself automatically in Maps 3D. So I would just download like sections of map mm -hmm. that I could use when I was running it on airplane mode and it, like its accuracy is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and then the, some, of the, some of the national bike routes are already preloaded into that app, which are great. So like if you're in an area and you want to see what's around you, it also has all, like, tons of hiking trails. I think it has uh, PCT on there too. But I've never even heard of it. I'll have to check it out. Dude, Sounds good. It's Especially awesome. Bucks. It's awesome. You Does, can't lose. What kind of maps does it? Does it have topo? Does it have like satellite imagery? Yep. Topo top satellite, BLM land, uh, Forest Service land, uh, city commuter maps. Sweet. Four bucks. That's good. It's I dope. have a, an old topo map app that I've used. Saved my butt once. Um, that I've used, but it doesn't have. It's very big. It's just the maps, and you get GPS points on it. So I have to check that one out. Okay. That could be a better score. I highly recommend it, man. Yeah, yeah. Cool. you can just download huge swaths of map and always don't ever worry about it. Records all of your stats too, if you want it to. Oh, really? Does yeah. it kill your battery? No, no. It's like shockingly good. You can run it in the background mm -hmm. if you want, and if yeah. you don't, I just close it out like every time. But no, it does not kill battery. Yeah, because like um, the All Trails map, All Trails oh, app, God. and the Hiking Project are free, and they're clearly free well, for All a Trails is. "Quote unquote free." You got to pay for yeah, like to download active, stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's but they just I mean they soak up your battery. That's the thing. It, yeah, it. Um, there was a somebody was like, "Oh, send us in your your locations and this and that." I was like, "It takes up too much battery, dude." Yeah. Sorry. Pick a better program. <laughs> There's better ones out there. Um, so what what do you think the the difference between you know food selection and gear aside from having a bike and having not a bike, mm -hmm. you know, was it similar food selection, similar uh, gear that you were using, or was it, like, kind of different? Like, how did it change? Um, my setup for biking was heavier, for sure. Um, that's because I was carrying, I'd say, like, more kind of, like, luxury stuff. I don't know. I was using, like, a gravity filter, like the Platypus gravity filter system, mm -hmm. which I love. Yeah. But, like, on the PCT, I wasn't, I was carrying, like, a mini. Instead. So many. Yeah, okay. which, you know, converted from that. But um, I was still carrying a – so, like, my – I think my base weight for the divide was probably 14 pounds. And that was 
way heavier than anyone else I met, really. Really? I mean, yeah. that's still, 14 pounds is a light base weight. Yeah. Even for hiking. Yeah, and even that's considering light. I'm carrying bike tools, pump, spare tire, um, straps, and a tent with a six-foot pole. I made, like, my own pyramid tent so I could fit my bike under it if I wanted it to. So I was carrying a pole <laughs> instead of carrying just trekking poles. Yeah, so uh, I saw that you made your own tent, mm-hmm. and you had a fantastic... Was that a nude? It was... Uh, no. It was just The stripper you, pole your, one? The stripper pole yeah, one. Yeah, it was not okay. a nude. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad it wasn't <laughs> nude. Uh, but I saw that, and I, was, I thought that was really cool that you were able to... Um, Make your own gear, which is something that most of us will have never and will never have the opportunity to do. Yeah. Um, so how did you get the opportunity to make your own? Yama, right? Okay, yeah, Yama. All right, we got to talk about that. We got to talk about Yama. Yeah, um, so I worked for Yama Mountain Gear for two years. I met Gen, the owner of the company, when I was hiking the PCT. Okay, but he was on the PCT also? Yeah, in 2015. He was picking up. So he's section hiking the eight, or PCT. He's almost on. But he was going from... I think it was like the Sierras to Ashland. That's pretty far. Good. That's two but, sections. Was he at the top of the Sierras or bottom? Or I, That I can't remember. Okay. I always forget. Right. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he's also like a crazy fast hiker. So he, I think he ended up catching up to me. <laughs> and then I eventually caught back up to him. But, like, I heard that he was going to be on trail, and then I saw, like, he was testing out some, like, prototypes that he made, and I was like, this is some really cool stuff. Yeah. Um, cause I was like, the PCT was like my first ever overnight hike. So I'm like really. Your first overnight hike yeah. was from Mexico to Canada. Yeah. That seems reasonable. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Trial, <laughs> trial by fire. Trial by you, fire. You made it. Yeah. You didn't, I didn't yeah. die. Did not perish. No. Yeah. No, it was so, it was a fun time. But I didn't realize that was your first long distance hike. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I did like, I did like one like, like budget, like overnight camping night with like one of my friends and that was it. Like. But I've never actually like had like my own like gear, <laughs> um, so I, I hit the ground pretty hard, I guess. But anyway, so I was talking again for a bit on the trail, and I was just like really interested in what he was doing. And I was like, uh, I just like went to school for fashion design. I was like, I can sew. You went to school for fashion design? Yeah. Really? Really. I thought that was a rumor. No, that is true. You went to school for fashion design. My background is making dresses and suits. <laughs> You're so awesome. Like I've made I've made more dresses than any man will probably make. Well, aside from like the leaders, but I've made a lot of dresses. Really? Yeah. It's How like, did you get into that? Oh, uh, that's where'd a, that come from? That was uh that's um I don't know. I started as a as a psych and bio like double major in college, and I loved both of them. But I was like, I don't want to do a career in this. And then I also loved taking art classes. And then so I had a friend who was like really into fashion. I was like, wait, this is just a blend of all three things. I was like, fashion involves chemistry and design from fabric. It involves like the psychology of what you're gonna wear. And it involves like the expression of, like an artistic expression. And I was like, well, maybe I'll just try this out. And I ended up loving it. I was also the only male in a major. <laughs> this was like, like 122 girls and then me. And then, which was really fun. It was a blast. Was that made it really tough, huh? It, it made it very interesting, <laughs> to, say, to say the least. But it's like, now I'm like always, it's way easier for me to make friends with girls than it is with guys, just because I've just been like, that was my college career, was just yeah. only hanging out with like awesome chicks. Um, it's really, it was a really fun life. Yeah. So, so anyway. Went to fashion school. Yeah. Made dresses. Mm-hmm. Now, what did you do for Yama? 
I you sewed were a sewer? for him. Yeah. Okay. Well, like, we'd, like we'd draw up like smaller things, um, like backpack designs and stuff, sex, and we just like dial in patterns and stuff. But for him, I was like taping Cuban tarps. Um, like if you've ordered a Cuban tarp from him from like 2016, 2017, I was like I probably made a decent amount of it. And like putting in like zippers, like it's just like sewing as much as you can, but he did all of the sill nylon sewing. Okay. Cause that's just, sewing sill nylon's not fun. See, I always heard that Cuban was the pain in the butt. I don't think it's a pain in the butt at all. It's just cause we're taping it. Cause you're doing it the way you're supposed to, correct? Correct. Yeah, there's that's this is up this is up for debate, but I will I will say that taping it, in my opinion, is the way to do okay. it. Again, if you talk to Gen, he'll he'll can talk to you about everything. I think the best way to do it would be to sew it, would be to tape it, stitch through it, and then go over it with like a laminate tape. Because mm -hmm. we we tape, press, and then we go over it with a laminate tape, so all of our seams are solid. Right. Um, I don't think we've ever had one fail, uh, as far as I know. Not but good. which is sweet. Yeah, but uh, there's you, a lot of companies that cannot say that. Fair, because like when you stitch it, you perforate it, and then you can like you can rip it like how you rip out like notebook paper. Yeah. So it was it was always fun to just like kind of just like try to destroy Cuban in the workshop because there's so many ways to. <laughs> but it's also like it's really expensive to yeah, break that stuff. Like, <laughs> okay, we've had enough fun. Also, we aren't gonna be able to eat lunch this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's peanut butter and sandwiches forever. <laughs> um, yeah. That sounds but, like a hiker dinner. Yeah. So, but yeah, I just um, I just make, help manufacture for him and then uh, we would like bounce a bunch of ideas like back and forth and make stuff and it was a really it was a really incredible like work experience it was eye-opening I just realized like I could never run my own business which was very important because I'd always like thought about doing that and yeah. then I saw like all the work that he has to do and I was like no way yeah no way no how I don't that man is a is a different type of human just so driven different level different level I will not ever be at Gens level. Yeah. But brilliant designer. Cool. In incredible outdoorsman. Like, tr yeah. Just, and a solid dude to just hang out with. Yeah. So you made your own tent for this. Yeah. For the bike the bike tour. Yeah. Like Greg's bike biking biking across America with Greg. Sufferfest 2018. Su <laughs> <laughs> Sufferfest 2018. Ah, I think that there was enough smiles in there that it was worth it. I know there was enough ice cream in there. Oh my god. Big fan of the ice cream. So So much ice cream. What was the average per day? Ice cream? Oh, at least one. One per at day. At least one. Canada was putting it down. I can't I can't support that enough. Thank you. I got some ice cream in the freezer right now. You should have some. Oh, we should have some later. So yeah. it's Turkey Hill Rin, which is from Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. One Turkey of my Hill, favorites. Turkey Hill's delicious. So it's uh, caramel hot chocolate. Hot as in spicy. Good Whoa. stuff. Lemon edition. We're going to share some later. We're definitely going to share bowls, some. But we'll share. I, I just love how crazy food science is getting. Yeah. Like, it's, it's going to be endless. So who had the best ice cream on this adventure? Dude, there was this one spot in Canada that, like, made, like, literally made my day. Like, which, which is going to be rough for someone from Minnesota, Wisconsin, or Michigan to hear. But, like, the scoop, they also, ah, the scoop was insane. It was the size of my face. It was, like, really the only one I think I posted a picture about. I saw that. Yeah. I remember seeing it, and it was yeah. like, man, that's a substantial scoop. Yeah, but I, I screwed up and forgot to tell my credit cards that I was going to be in Canada. Mm -hmm. So they, got, they both got blocked. So I'm standing there with this ice cream, and, like, I can't pay for it. And I, only, I had American dollars. And they were, I was like, I don't know what to do, guys. And this is, it's like, little high school girls that are working this. And I was like, do you guys take American? They're like, oh, yeah, we take American. But, like, they're not going to give you the conversion rate. 
So like instead of getting this like monster ice cream for four bucks, I ended up paying like almost fifteen dollars for it. <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, this better be worth it. And it was so worth it. It was like the base of it was like, uh, it was like vanilla blueberry chocolate was one scoop, and then the top was like this crazy, I think it was like pistachio and something else. But the two combination, the two together were delicious. And I was so happy. I almost actually like wiped out like going into this place. I like zoned out. I was like, that ice cream looks really good. And then I forgot like where my wheel was and just realized I was about to smash a curb. And I was like gonna try to pop it and just didn't even have time and just smashed, smashed bike into curb, almost went over the handlebars. And I thought like no one saw it, but this one little girl saw it and was like laughing like getting her friends to just like stare at me awkwardly and I was like, this is my life now. <laughs> Did you tell her that the Easter Bunny wasn't real? <laughs> <laughs> Spreading joy yeah. across the country Sailboat one day a at a time. That <laughs> um, does sound like a pretty good idea. Blue, I'm becoming a big fan of the blueberry ice cream. Did you have some berries on the PCT? Oh yeah. Man, how about those? Dude, huckleberries? The huckleberries were awesome, thimbleberries, but the hike into, is it Syed Valley? I think it was Syed Valley. That's like that, it's like that three mile road walk. Yeah, it was, and then it's yeah. just covered with blackberries. Yeah, same. Yeah, same thing. Dude, that took us like three and a half hours. It was because you like, came across I was that. Sick by the time you came I got across to the town. bridge, and then there was a, yeah. a privy, and you turn right and yeah. just straight walk into town. Mm -hmm. so, must have been like very similar timing. We walked in and just gorged ourselves on berries. Unreal. And then pancake challenge or no pancake challenge? I did not pancake challenge. Did not. I think that you selected wisely. I think so too. I don't think it's possible to eat that much dough. I, if it is, I would not want to Move feel that day. way. No. Um, the pancakes are the size of a small pizza, and there's three of them. Oh, there's three of them? Yeah. You oh, could order a eight, single. There were eight of them for the challenge. Oh, not anymore. They must have downsized. They must have realized they were wasting batter. I wonder. I, I actually said that. I said, I wonder if they have a specific compost Four pancakes. <laughs> trash can just for the pancakes because there's no way that you can get through them. It's right like, next it's to offensive. people's, it's the trash can right next to people's shadows, dreams, and egos. Yeah. Yeah. This is like your they, hike's over. They had the best selection of hot sauce though. Did you try any of their hot sauces? Did not see the hot, we were there for breakfast and mm -hmm. I got a um, pretty good breakfast followed by an excellent milkshake. There was a great milkshake there. Pretty good milkshake. Um, great breakfast. Idlewild, I got my first Taste of California, where they charged me like eight seventy five for a milkshake. Yeah, Idlewild was a ripoff. Not a good place to go. I don't know milkshake. why. I'm gonna rant about Idlewild for a second, but in, cool. in Yogi's book, she was like, Idlewild is the best food on trail. Idlewild was literally the worst food I've not only had on trail, but most of my life, I thought it was like garbage. Second that. Yeah. Oh, it was frustrating. We did do dollar tacos, and the only reason it was worth it was because they were a dollar. But like everything else I ate there was either like horribly cooked or just like a total ripoff. Best, best food was Ashland, by far. Where did you eat at in Ashland? Oh, five different places. We went you to, guys we went made, hard. We went hard. We, we made a point to go to Morning Glory. Okay. Do you, did you hear Wait. about that place at all? Uh, there were so many places that we heard about that we didn't go to. I know, that was the best part about Ashland. <laughs> but like, it was a 45 minute wait for breakfast, but I got like a king crab omelet that was like. That's a thing? Oh, dude. Sounds like it was good. It was unreal. They had like Marionberry uh, muffins. Cause that's like Oregon's. That's their thing. Right? Pride and, and Mary, pride and joy. They, they were all about. We used to eat at Callahan's, the lodge, like right on mm -hmm. trail. Yep. And they had. They were all about their Marionberry compote with the French toast. Oh, that sounds delicious. It was pretty good. It was Damn. pretty good. Um, we had this Indian place too. That was amazing. Was that the buffet? We weren't there during buffet times, but they do have a buffet. Every. I'm not a big fan of Indian food, but 
everybody that went there was raving about it. It was some of the best Indian food I've had in a long time. Nice. It was, pr it was properly done. People were very pleased with yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not even sure where the best ice cream on the PCT would have been. Um, I just got it so many times. Um, did you, so you finished the bike tour in, sticking with the theme of ice cream. Yes. Did you get some ice cream in Bar Harbor, like I said? I did. Dude, how awesome is that? <laughs> it's good. Bar Harbor so good. I, I love, I like Bar Harbor a lot. It was a very beautiful area. Acadia Park is really cool. Yeah. That's where we got engaged, man. That's so awesome. Yeah. Was it on Cadillac Mountain? No. So we went to Cadillac Mountain and I saw your, your like summit photo, which is a super cool photo. Dope photo. That was cool. How many people were there? <laughs> At least a hundred, like within like twenty minutes. So I like left at like four a.m. to like bike to the top of this. Thing. Oh yeah, you had to bike to the top of it. So yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, God, that's not that bad of a drive. Yeah, on no. a bike. It was it was good. It was a solid climb. I like tried to like smash it out as fast as I could, but it was like kind of like the Whitney summit. I got up there and it was just freezing. Yeah, like it was like forty degrees, and <laughs> I was just like sitting there in my puffy, and then like I like kind of like boxed this area out because like people are starting to fill in, yeah. but like. I was there like 20 minutes before first light, and within that 20 minutes, like at least 100 cars showed up. And then like people like understand that like people were there first, like they don't really go in front of yeah. you. But like it was kind of funny, like when the sun like came up and it's like you know incredible aura. Yeah. This one dude like he was pretty tall, like came from the back and just walked in front of everyone, like in front of this rock, and like his head is just like in the horizon line. <laughs> and this dude next to me is like, yo. You got a huge dome. Sit down. <laughs> it's like I was like, I'm so back in New England right now. It's like if someone is just yelling at a dude trying to enjoy his life. Welcome home. <laughs> I was laughing hysterically. Yeah. But so um, for those of you that shot. don't know, Cadillac Mountain is in Maine. Mm -hmm. Some you know, close to Bar Harbor, down east. Yes, right? on the island. And it is the to my correct me if I'm wrong. The first place in the continental U.S. to get sunlight each morning. You are correct. All right, cool. Yeah, nailed it. That was the that was the main reason I did sunrise there. That's cool. And it was so worth it. Yeah. Did um. So were people like asking you about the bike or? No, because like, I had all the stuff. All I took the stuff off of it. I ditched it. I was like, I'm not gonna ride this up here. And smart. Yeah. Just slack. So you like slack packed. I like it. slack packed myself. Yeah. I'm really proud of you for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did I, you slack I pack the PCT that. much? Once. Nice. One, one we, section. We I, we got super lucky. It was by chance, and like it was honestly like stressful to me. I didn't like it. I did not like having my pack on me, not having my pack on me. I can see that. Yeah. A lot of money. A lot of money, and just like I don't want to die out here. Like having a sleeping bag would have been nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we just it was a dude who. The only reason we trusted him is because it was a dude who was flip flop hiking, okay. and he was like supporting one of his buddies in that area. He's like, "Yo, I'll take your packs to Bernie Falls," and we were like, "Yeah, sure. Like, why not?" Like. If there's anyone that would trust, it'd be you. Yeah. And then, like, so we ran that section, so we did it super fast, which was awesome. And uh, we just had a really hard time finding him in the campground. And I was like, this dude just took off with all of our shit. Yeah, <laughs> that would be very stressful. That would be awful. But, no, we ended up finding him, and he was he was a really fun guy. I forgot his trail name, but that was, like the only, that was the only time I got slack-packed, I think. Yeah, we slack-packed a bunch on the AT, but it was it was different. I'm an East Coast guy. I mean, it was, yeah. it was different. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Cadillac Mountain was cool, but it was the, kind of the same thing where, you know, her and I went and we're sitting there. We got there early and we were well prepared because, you know, we had a car. Yeah. But we had, like, I had my, my down quilt oh, and yeah. everything and everybody around us was freezing. Yeah. It was cold. And we were there September 12th, uh, no, probably like the 10th or the 11th. Oh, so later. So it was a no, little was, bit later. That was the exact same week I was there. Was yeah. Was like the 9th? 
Yeah. Yeah, because you, I finished Ninth. PCT the seventh, and you were like a day or two after. I finished the eighth. The eighth. So you're the next day. Yeah. Um, I had yeah. another friend finish a hundred mile race on the same day you finished the PCT, and I was nice. just like, wow. I thought because I, when I saw your picture, it was on the ninth. Yes, because it took time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I was just like, oh man, did all three of us just finish like life-altering things in the same day? I was like, this is a great day. Good week. <laughs> good week still. Great day. Yeah. Good week. Um, but yeah, it was it was a great it was a great way to finish to wrap the bike trip up. I was thinking about biking because apparently there's a bike route from Bar Harbor, like it goes like basically right by my house. I didn't know about this. The oh, really? Atlantic Coast Trail. Yeah. Um, and I was like thinking about biking home. So I was like, what's 300 more miles? Like, whatever. But it just like shit rain for four days and I was like nope driving home and was <laughs> so satisfied with that decision <laughs> yeah that's after I, you know a lot of times when you get towards the end of those I feel like you're ready to go home I like, was this so... is my day I'm gonna go home yeah I don't want to do anything that's gonna extend it yeah you know, that's the day like once your heart set on it you're going home that day yeah hell or high water I was so done with this trip like two weeks before I finished I was just like I can't oh, really wait. I can't wait to finish yeah it had been I'd gotten everything I wanted from the trip up to that point. And like when I hit New England, I was like friends touring basically. Like I saw a ton of friends that I haven't seen uh-huh. in a while. Um, so like that was like vacation for me. And I cut my mileage down by like 50, I cut my like 50 miles off my mile a day. How many do you do a day? Uh, east to west, I averaged like close to 130. Oh, so you were way over a century. Yeah. 130, that's. Consistently. And how many did you, I mean, did you, did you bike at night? No, I would. I feel like that would be so dangerous. No, I refuse to bike it. Good, good I hate it. it. And like on the north to south one is different because it's just dirt roads, mm-hmm. so there's no cars. Like you can do that, but I'm not trying to ride at night in grizzly territory. And oh, I just like yeah. Don't enjoy the night. I don't even like like night hiking okay. unless it's like the desert. Did you do any uh, like full moon desert night hiking? So I was weird in the desert because I showed up and I was already. I did twenty. Two the first day, twenty something the second day. I was like, already yeah. in hiker mode, and I would just wake up early and hike all day. I yeah. didn't, and I wasn't used to siestas. Like that wasn't a thing yeah. for me. So I would hike all day. It'd be sweltering heat, brutal heat, <laughs> and just continue to hike until I got really far into the desert. So my my desert hike was really weird. I didn't I didn't night hike a lot, mm-hmm. which was kind of foolish. Mm-hmm. But I, it was like a different. Sh- I just had a different mentality. But mm-hmm. I almost quit too. So, uh, dude, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the desert's tough. Desert um, was brutal. Beautiful. Thirty miles is far, man. Thirty miles is far. But no. north, north to south, my average was not that at all. That? It was okay. like, I think it was like seventy something, eighty. But I was working way harder on those trails than yeah. any of the roads. Was stuff. it like east to west? A lot of highways, I assume. Yeah, it's like scenic byways, small country roads. It's not like I seventy. North, like North, Daco- North Dakota, I-94. Really? But, like, honestly, that highway was less populated than some, like, the single roads I would be on. So I was, like, riding in the middle of the interstate oh, for, like, a mile or two in North Dakota. It was awesome. That's pretty cool. It was really fun. <laughs> but, uh, like, how were the roads? I mean, the roads were pretty maintained. Pennsylvania roads are terrible, so I'm, like, used to going somewhere, and the roads are always better. Yeah. Yeah, so pretty well maintained, or? Uh, the worst roads were by far Maine. And Maine? Maine and Vermont. By Very far. surprising. Well, frost heaves, low, low traffic, so they don't care about maintaining the, the things, and then there's no shoulder, really tight corners, so it was just like okay. blind, like dangerous riding. Yeah. Um, best roads, North Dakota, Montana. Yeah, 
those guys. Oh, Michigan and Wisconsin. Michigan. Michigan. Very surprising. Uh, yeah, they're all about bikes. Same with Minnesota. Minnesota's mostly um, uh, bike trails, actually, which is awesome. I was, well, only, like, I was on a bike trail for like, like, 200 um, miles. Kind of like, uh, like a rail-to-trail type thing? Exactly. Like paved bike trails? Yeah. Sweet. They have a, Don't have to worry about cars on those. Dude, you never worry about anything on those. It was amazing. Like Minnesota, yeah, Minnesota's bike infrastructure is like next level. It's fantastic. You can I, just. I don't know anything about biking, and I never would have guessed that. Oh yeah, dude, they're they're all about it. Q, QBP is based out there. Quality bike products. They basically make everything for bikes. So, but the city, the city itself is just all bike lanes, like Minneapolis, uh-huh. uh, and it was awesome. It's so it's so easy to not have a car in that city. Plus, it's like dead flat. That's just, oh man, I don't, I gotta get out more, I guess. Yeah. Or different areas. <laughs> I know, I gotta, I, get I know, it was a great, it was a great cultural tour for me. Yeah. yeah. So you went through some bad areas. Yes. You had to have, because you went, you know. I went through not just like sketchy, but like dilapidated, like basically this. A lot of the US is a third world country. Like, <laughs> and people just like don't accept this fact, but it yeah. is like starkly true. I mean, one, a couple of towns we were in in Montana, it was like two hours to drive to like a decent grocery store. Really? Yeah. And like, that makes sense though. To, everywhere in Montana, it's like, ah, oh, so, I gotta take a whole day to go So to spread out. Yeah. And like the, food, the quality of food out there, even if you were in like a decent grocery store, wasn't like great. Because it's so hard to ship stuff there. I mean, yeah. it's the middle of, the whole place is the middle of nowhere. But I mean, also, you know, the trade-off, it's like one of the most beautiful states like in the country. Love, I love Montana. So cool. Fan. Yeah. But, like, New Mexico was, like, really sketchy. I mean, there's still a lot of water in Colorado you can't drink because of all the mining. Um, how do you, yeah, how do you know? Because I, I know whenever I talk to you, you were in New Mexico. Yeah. And you're having issues with water. And I was oh, like, dude. oh, water, how are you having issues? You can, you're on a bicycle, dude. Try walking. Yeah. No. Worse. Worse. Sounds terrible. Oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> yeah, carrying 20 pounds of water on a bike is not fun. I mean, that like, I was carrying more water than my bike weighed for like four days in, in New Mexico. There just wasn't any water. So like, you just had to like load up as much as you could carry. Yeah, I, I was strapping um, like liters to like my, the racks on the side of my bike and then just like moving stuff around so I could fit more water in. And then just like cameling as much as I could when I would hit a town. But like all, the water was just like gone. Like there was, there was so little, it was such a dry year down there. What month was that? I can't remember. That would have been July. It was July. For me, because like Colorado, July in New Mexico, eh, it seems recent. Colorado was like on fire because Colorado had an awful year. Um, but yeah, I mean the whole like the Gila National Forest. Mm-hmm. There's a like a 120 miles of just no water. Entire day. Entire day. No water. Yeah. So like, how would you find places to camp? I mean, you just like stealth camp, just like okay, I'm gonna hide here. Oh no, it was all like BLM land. You can just the whole way across, the whole way. Almost. Really. Oh, it's incredible. I'm learning a lot. Yeah, I mean, I, was, I you, figured you stealth camped everywhere. Like, ah, no, east, east, east to west was a ton of stealth camping. Okay. Because there's, there's a, I was just like going through towns and stuff. But yeah. like the divide is just it parallels the CDT, so you're going through national forests, uh, state forest lands, and then a couple we like skirt in between like the Tetons and Yellowstone, and so, so you pretty. can you can really oh my god it was amazing. But I mean you can really just camp anywhere. It was great. Like Wyoming was just like here, yep, tent done. <laughs> Like, no questions asked. So did you camp by yourself most of the time then? Because you're just, there's not an overabundance of people. No, it really wasn't. I mean, there are like 200 people that do the Great Divide race, but I think like at least 60% of them were dropped by the time they hit the Montana border. 
was a rough year. It was just like cold and wet. But I rode with a dude from day two all the way up to like Breckenridge. So it was like 24 days, 26 days. And he was doing the same thing? He was doing the exact same thing. He was a rad dude. He's really one of the coolest dudes I've ever met nice. like in my life. Um, uh, where's he from? He's from England. An England guy? Yeah. Came over here. Came over here to ride a bike. He raced it in 2015, did it in like 20 days or something like that. 22 days. Strong dude. Like, it was so crazy because like the, the divide riders are all, like everyone I met was like above the age of 40. Like I was one of the youngest ones that I met. What? Yeah. That is like the exact opposite of hiking. Dude, right? <laughs> yeah, but like biking endurance is just like all dudes that have been doing it their whole lives. So like these guys that are like in their 50s and 60s were crushing way harder than I was. The only thing that was for me was like I could recover faster. Yeah. But I was having a hard time keeping up with this guy. I met, I met like maybe four people that were younger than me. How many people like did you meet on the whole trip? Like that were, that were out, like people. That were cycling? They were cycling. I would say probably about 12 and that was entirely north to south. I met two other tourers going the same direction. I was going east to west. Did you see anybody going the other way? Yes. And I felt bad for them because they were just going into a headwind the whole time. Oh, man, that sucks. It sucked. I, was, I wasn't pedaling, and I was going, like, 20 miles per hour, and I would, like, go to the other side of the road and talk to them, and they were, like, working the hardest I've ever seen someone work for, like, 7 miles per hour. I was like, yeah, as you, I'm sorry about your day, guys. You want some snacks or something? Like, you need it more than I do right now. Y'all are going to want to take a zero day soon. <laughs> yeah, I was, like, timing my days in Montana based on how the wind was because, like, Montana was, like, tailwinds, and it was just so hot that I was, like, if it's going to be a tailwind, I'm starting super early. Yeah. I'm going as far as I can. And that was it. I, didn't, I wouldn't have even thought about wind. Yeah. Tailwind. Yeah. So west to w- east prevailing is the winds. way to do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, Interesting. And north to south is the way to do it, too, on the divide. I, I mean, I, I, I never realized how much I didn't know about bike touring. Yeah, I still just get on a bike. Pretty much, get on a bike and ride wherever you want. Pretty much, until you have to ride into the wind for seven days straight. That was that was the most defeating. That's like going downhill hiking. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) with like with like a crisp breeze. Yeah, crisp cold air. What's what's your worst part of bike touring? Headwind. 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 No Uh, contest. Oh, and mud. And mud. Deep. And what kind of bike? Like what kind of tires or? bike do you use is there like special design ones or yeah so like bikes bike design is just getting incredible now like there's honestly like a bike for every activity like road cycling mountain biking gravel touring gravel racing um downhill mountain biking cross-country mountain do you biking. like suspension on the bike or? i had no suspension on my you, bike is that a, were you happy with that or yes and no for huh. the for the road section like Absolutely, like I have no problem riding a no suspension bike, but like the north to south part, like all the gra- like the dirt bike or uh, mountain biking parts, I was just like, my wrists were screwed at the end of this trip, dude. Were they? Like I could not tie my shoes at the end of this trip when I got down to New Mexico, and like could barely open certain bags and like couldn't grip. But like, it was weird because like your forearms are ripped, but your wrists were so swollen that I couldn't do anything. Right. This is useless. Did you have any issues with? Um... Like uh, numbness or tingling in yeah. your fingers a lot, just yeah. from vibration. Yeah. Not getting blood circulation. Every day. Every day. That sounds terrible. It was pretty frustrating. <laughs> I mean, I completely, like, from the second half of my hand, like, the pinky and the ring, mm-hmm. I couldn't feel up until, like, about a week ago. And I finished, I finished two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like I couldn't like couldn't feel them at all. I could move them, but like there was no sensation there at all. That's so crazy because like the the correlation to hiking is hiker hobble, hiker hobble, and even today I was out walking mm-hmm. and uh, I had my tra- my trail runners on, but every once in a while I'll have issues with my le- specifically my left foot, mm-hmm. my two two toes, my pinky toe, and the toe beside it, mm-hmm. where they'll just go numb. Mm-hmm. And I can I'm like, yep, that's numb, and it's. Yep the same thing but a different part of your body mm-hmm. uh for biking what about your butt like how do you deal with being on a seat all day how do i do how do i do with sitting on my ass 10 hours a day um i had <laughs> the greatest seat in the world i will plug this company <laughs> do it <laughs> every day it's it's, it's I, I i say cell anatomica s-e-l-l-e mm-hmm. but i think it's sela i i've never really asked them but I say Sal Anatomica. Right. It's a leather seat like a Brooks saddle, um, but it has like almost zero break-in period, but they have like the center of the seat is like cut out. So for a dude, it's like your perineal gland, gland just like rests in there. Mm-hmm. So you're not destroying your, you know, your junk. Yeah. But it's also like when you're moving your legs up and down and your butt fluctuates, um, it moves with your butt. So you're not fighting a rigid seat. It's just you're not like... pushing against. It gives... No. Yeah, it just really? moves with you. So I didn't have a single day of chafe. I didn't Whoa. have a single day where I couldn't sit on my seat. You didn't have any chafe? No chafe. I mean, I was. I had plenty for you this summer. Oh, dude, <laughs> I, my PCT almost put me off trail. Like it was that bad. But I was also using uh, butt butter, so I was like, I was like chamois buttering up like every day. And I was okay. wearing on the road. I was wearing two pairs of bike shorts. It's like padded shorts. Padded. Oh, so two pairs of padded shorts. Yeah. They have like that little seat thing. Yeah. And the cushion. I was I was living that lux life on my butt. You got to take care of it. It was happy times. Yeah, I, that's interesting because I was like, man, it would be so painful because you don't I, – I didn't realize. And it's obviously they're going to have some sort of great product to keep your butt mm-hmm. comfortable. Um, but I was like, man, that just seems like it would be such a pain in the ass. Literally. Which, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I never realized that they would have a seat that would like, okay, this is for the dudes. Yeah. Just try not they, to cut the circulation off yeah. and give you pain. They make one for women too, I believe. I'm that they cut out a little bit differently, apparently. But I would, I like can't recommend these seats enough. There's also nice. one called, like the, I think it's called like, the Future Seat, which mm-hmm. is like, it's just like a rim. Like, there's no actual seat, but your butt just kind of like sits around it. I don't really understand how it works, but I had, a, I had a tour tell me about it, and I was just like, I'm going to take your word for it, man. I'm not <laughs> I'm trying that out. I got. I'm psyched on what I have. You see this? This is keeping me happy. This, yeah, you don't ch- it's not broken. Wasn't going to fix it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, why don't you give yourself a problem in the middle of a huge adventure? Yeah, no way, no how. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So that was a good time. Yeah. Um, so that was one of the companies that helped you out. Mm-hmm. Um, we can get into, like, a, a big list uh, later on yeah. of all the companies. Yeah, we'll do but that at the end. But the big thing was that you were raising money. So, like, raising money while you're doing this awesomely incredible thing. Mm-hmm. Tell me about what you, who you are raising money for and why, why they're important to you. Cool. Um, so I was raising money, or still am, up until December 1st, um, for Open Skies Wilderness Therapy. And they are a wilderness therapy for, like, adolescents out of uh, Durango, Colorado, for three of the seasons, and then their winter season is in uh, Utah. But um, these, I, I was researching like places I want to raise money for, and just like Googled a bunch of different places, like wilderness therapy in particular, because uh, one of my really good friends, 
dealt with like some mental issues and the only thing that helped was doing wilderness therapy. And um, I've just like, my personal experience with hiking is like my own benefit has been unreal. Um, I'm sure you can relate too. Totally, I 100% agree. Yeah, like, so good. it's so good. I really think everyone should do it. Um, but if you're someone that's having like depression issues or anxiety or anything like that, I think wilderness therapy is really the best way to do because I don't believe uh, really in Western prescription medicine. I think it's heinous. Side effects. Uh, Outweigh. Suicide. Thoughts of suicide. <laughs> so, oh, that'll take care of the problem forever. Yeah. <laughs> God. Uh, so I really can't get behind it. So I started looking at like alternatives and I really just got set on wilderness therapy. And so this, this company looked awesome. And the, the most impressive thing to me about their program was that they take time to take parents into their program. Because the biggest, the biggest issue is when you like, you know, a kid goes to therapy and then has to go back home to this environment and the parents can't make the change. Like there's still a disconnect between the kid and that just like sets them right back. So now that you have the parents coming in and they do like sessions with them, it's just like, okay, this is like how your kids are acting, this is why it's reacting, this is what you need to do, this is how you make it better. Their success rate is just like insanely high. And so I got to go out to um, dinner with them in Durango. Like I actually got to meet the company. Oh, you did? Yeah. Sweet. That made, dude, I was like, I mean, I was pretty psyched to be writing for anything because I was like dealing with them over emails and they were all so nice, like very friendly, very professional. And, um, they took me out to dinner and it was like people that have like an aura. It was like the three, the three owners like all have their own aura. And then like all the kids that I met, uh, two guides and their marketer. And they were all just like incredible people. And the people that have started this have been working for uh, like wilderness therapy their whole lives. They've done stuff with um, like juvenile kids. It's like you can either go to jail or you can go in the woods. Right. And so they'd led those trips all their lives. So they're, I mean, these people are dialed, like cool. they get it. But their program was just really, um, just really forward, really great. And they have some really incredible techniques. And like we talked about a lot of, I was just like so interested in what they do, but they're very like, you know, heartfelt people and very genuine. And they, they really care about what they do. So like their passion's always there. So that was huge for me. And then one of their guides uh, her name is Maggie. I don't know if she'll ever listen to this, but she gave me like the best <laughs> gift I ever got like in my life. Uh, she gave me the spoon that she made for the, like her own journey there. Cause like one of the things they do is like all the kids make their own spoon. Really? Cause you have to, yeah, you have to like relearn how to like nourish yourself and like put work into nourishing yourself. Like everything they so do has cool. this way deeper meaning. So cool. Yeah. And so she gave me the spoon that she made and she's like, this has been with me on my best days and my worst days. And I love this thing. And I was like, I almost cried at dinner. Oh uh, dude, I would have been, I don't, I, I would have been teary eyed. <laughs> I got like choked up. I was like, Maggie, I was like, this is literally the best gift I've gotten. Yeah. And since I can remember, I was like, this is incredible. And I was like, so nervous to use it or have it. Or just like, if I broke it or lost it, right. I would have been devastated. I've lost like four Vargo spoons. I actually lost my first one after I finished the PCT on the way back to Hawks Pass. Oh my God. You feel, like, you feel like an idiot too when you lose a spoon. 5,000 like, miles. <laughs> done. So oh, dude, she so made sorry. this spoon. Now, was, is it like wood or what it's is it? It's wood, yeah. I it saw is. a picture of it. I remember seeing it. And like, yeah, yeah. you talking about how important it was or meaningful. Yeah. So it's a wooden spoon. It's a wooden spoon. It's beautiful. I forget the name of the, the type of the wood that they use. But it is just such a pretty. Gro- I have to like resand it and like yeah. reoil it because it looks pretty grody right now. But it's it's great. It's like one of my favorite. It's like really one of the most important like days of my trip was like meeting them. Um, 
but they're just incredible people. So, but like I'm raising for uh, their Sky's the Limit fund is like the money controller above them. So when you donate to Sky's the Limit, Sky's the Limit gives the money to Open Sky Wilderness, and then um, Open Sky will match what Sky's the Limit gives them. So basically, anything that's donated is essentially doubled. Doubled. Wow. So sweet. So it was great. So cool. I was trying to raise ten grand. I think I'm at like fifty six hundred right now or something. You raised over five grand. Yeah. Dude, that's. That's over a dollar a mile, yeah. like across the U.S. It's getting there. That's yeah. sweet. That's cool. Once man. I'm, I would love to get seven thousand. Seven. Okay. Yeah, because that'll be yeah, dollar a mile would be awesome. But I'm just like my original goal before I typed in ten grand was like five. So I'm like mm-hmm. I'm like pretty stoked that I got that because it's better than nothing. It's yeah. gonna help some kids. Plus um, they're gonna double it. Plus they're gonna double it. So it works out. But my, my my main goal was to spread the idea of just like, you know, wilderness therapy is is a really incredible alternative to going through psychiatric yeah. pr- like the standard process. Um and it's just like I find it, you know, wildly beneficial for myself. And, you know, so hopefully half the people you know. Half yeah, <laughs> seriously. Seriously. I mean my, my friend is just like it's like having him back now instead of yeah. dealing with what he was going through. Um do you have a, I mean, do you have any future plans with them to like you know go visit them or talk to them i would or... love to go visit them we we talked about it loosely when we were having dinner They're like yeah yo next cool. time you're in durango cool. like come out we'll go on a guide like a tour together and i was like that would be dope but like the reason i like really chose them was because like one of my best friends lives in colorado i stayed with her when i finished the colorado trail mm-hmm. she's a friend from college oh you did the colorado trail too yeah oh nice. yeah. Dude, i didn't know that yeah sweet colorado, colorado trail's killer on the list dude you, you so know it's love on the it. short list yeah dude take take you take the wife she like we'll see. It, she likes town. Yeah, the Colorado <laughs> Trail is amazing. I like. I can't say enough things about it. Yeah. But so I stayed with. Uh, but I texted her and I was like, I saw like, yeah, I was like, is this company in Durango? Is, is this real? Because mm-hmm. like a lot of these things look like scams online. They, yeah, I don't even know how you would sort through them. Yeah, I mean it really. I mean you put a bunch of little kids with backpacks on, like kind of smiling, doing yoga in the woods. Right. Like you could easily. How, make are, fake how do business. I know you're actually helping people? Yeah, exactly. Red it's Cross. Like, yeah, so <laughs> so I texted her and I was like, "Do you know anything about these people?" And she was like, "Actually, my neighbor is their old finance manager." And I was like, "Sweet, put me in contact." And then just talked to them. She got me in contact with them when I needed to be in contact with. That's and cool. They're awesome. Yeah. So all about some... those relationships, man. Seriously, networking. Net- networking big on it. It's crazy. That's that's cool, man. I haven't been to. I've not been outside of the airport in Colorado. Um, but now I have a couple friends in Colorado. Oh, dude! You, so it's you would love it. She wants to go in the worst way, and I'm I'm on board. I'm yeah. definitely on board with Colorado. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful place, beautiful place. Um, so, what's the website for donations? And we're gonna do it. We'll go over it again too. What's how we'll do people over, donate? We'll go over it again because yeah. it's kind of tricky. It's a long one, and I wish okay. there was a shorter way to do it. That's okay though. But the the name of the website that you donate through is called Everyday Hero. Um, and it's like a uh, it's like a subset. So it's like payitforward-one.everydayhero.com/slash Greg's Rad for Open Sky. It's brutal. That's a mouthful. What I should have done is, in in hindsight, if I were to ever do this right again, I would have made business cards with a little QR code. Yeah. And that would have like saved me a mouthful. I mean, I just ended up like anyone that I met that was like interested in it, mm-hmm. I just like straight texted it to their phone. So That's now they cool. just have my phone number. <laughs> now you have all these people out there who you. I would say somebody who is interested in donating. Yeah. Generally a good person. Generally a good person. You're not going to get any dick pics from them. No. Unless unless they're signing me up for like things online using my phone. I'm just getting calls (laughs) from like hospitals now. We we saw you're looking for health insurance. (laughs) Oh no. Um, But yes. All right. Yeah. If anyone who's easiest way, Instagram, 
slash Greg is not cool. Yeah. Link in bio. Exactly. All right, cool. It, it'll be there till, till December. Till it's done. But Sweet. I'll probably leave their their website up anyway, just because I think they're such you know killer great people. Nice. Yeah. yeah. There's. I, f- I feel like the more I explore and and see the world, there's like these weird interworkings where like good people meet more good people. Yeah. And like all the good people around just start meeting each other, and they like filter out. As long as you don't have cable TV and watch news, filter out all like the D bags. Yeah. Like the D bags don't fast. meet the good people. Yeah. Um, the the PCT and whenever I interviewed another guy, we basically just came to the conclusion that the PCT was a douchebag filter. Uh, yeah. And they kind of get weeded out pretty quick. So. Really, you can't you can't half-ass the PCT. Like when you leave town, like you leave town. You're you're in it for for the stay. For the next hundred miles, like you're yeah. you're ready. That was that's really my favorite thing about the PCT was like you left you were gone. Yeah. And like I remember like talk, like thinking about like all the times I like wanted to quit, which is really only like three two specific instances in the PCT. Mm-hmm. But like I was talking to one of my really good friends who I met um, named Happy Hour, um, and we were talking about it in Washington together. And he was like, "Man, he's like every time I thought about quitting this trail, I just wanted to be like, man, fuck this." But he's like, "I'm two days in between town. I just have to walk forward two more days." And then you get to town, and you're like, oh, you know what, that wasn't that bad. And then it's just the same thing again. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, man, you just have to, like, slowly plug through it. Yeah. Like, there's, you can't, you can't cut it short. Long-distance hiking is a series of weekend day hikes. Just, you're doing 50 <laughs> of them back to back to back. You just have to, you just have to survive from yeah. one town to the next. Yeah. Like, I don't care what's after the next town. Yeah. I just have to get to this town. Yeah. My whole thing was like, if I can make it three days, I can make it a week. If I can make it a week, yeah. I could probably make it three weeks. And if I can make it three weeks, I'd make it two months. And if I made it two months, I was halfway done, I'm going to finish this whole thing. <laughs> like, How did it feel whenever you got to the halfway point? Dude, the halfway point is a defeating time on the PCT. <laughs> I think everyone's very similar on this. Like, you're so psyched. It's a really cool little marker. Yeah. But you're still in California. It's... Very underwhelming. Very. It's like, oh, I still have several hundred miles until I get into it. But the there's next killer day. trail magic at the next road intersection. There is. Chester? Chester. I ate myself one half gallon of ice cream there. That a boy. Yeah. Bring yeah, those AT traditions. AT tradition. <laughs> I ate a half gallon of ice cream. It was good. Um, but it, I agree. It's very under, very underwhelming. Yeah. Um, the Oregon border is like the time you celebrate. Yeah. That's a great day. That's a that's a fantastic day. Was there any t- point on the bike tour that you thought about quitting or felt like this sucks so much that, <laughs> like, every day? Dude, on the Canada to Mexico, it was, like, it was literally every day. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> I, like, I wish I was getting, I was just like, this, like, there was one point at every single part of the day, I was like, this sucks so hard. But, like, it would go away. Like, you'd just get one really good downhill. You'd have, like, you know, great conversation. You'd see some... Incredible stuff. I mean, you're covering so much ground in yeah. a day. You're seeing so much. And, like, it's really beautiful areas. But, like, I remember going to, like, the Wyoming Basin. Like, there's just, like, no water for, like, 100 and something miles. It's so hot. There's oil rigs everywhere. And you're just like, this sucks. But at the same time, it looks like you're on the moon. It was so uh, cool. That's sweet. Uh, you get through that. But, like, yeah, I mean, specifically, uh, the dude I was riding with, him and I sat down and... I think it was it was, even, it was when we got to Whitefish. We went out to breakfast and we both like had a heart to heart talk about quitting. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I'm gonna take a zero, and I'm gonna think about it. But I mean, we'd gotten 
pretty much only pissed on by rain, freezing, rain, and snow at that point. So I've been like dealing uh, with basically wow. hypothermia for like six days. Yeah. Um, I almost got murdered in Canada, or we thought we were gonna get murdered in Canada. What? Yeah, and then we almost uh, ran into like a log that would have killed me in the middle of the night because it was like a spikes tree in the middle of the trail. We can tell these stories later, but mm-hmm. like we just had like a series of very rough days and like dealing with like insane levels of mud that like broke my bike really early on, so I was having bike issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were just like, yeah. He's like, I'm gonna go take the day off. He's like, I'll go think about it. And we didn't talk about it for the rest of the day. I didn't see him the rest of the day. And uh, to get a text from him at like eight at night, he's like, mate, I'm back in, we're doing it. And I was like, Sweet. all right, I guess we're in. That's like, cool. Once you're riding with someone else, it was so much easier. If I was alone, there's no, no way. Yeah. No way I would have finished it. It is a tough trail. Um, but like east to west was like, or west to east was super chill. I really didn't think about quitting. I had like one rough day in this, when I was going around like Erie. I was like, this boy. Oh, you're Pennsylvania. Yeah. And then. That's where I went to school at. I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was like. It, it wasn't, no, I didn't really have any days on the East to West where I was like, I want to quit. But mm-hmm. it was like, it was just cool, whole time. Like, That's was, good, man. That's yeah, very surprising. Because there was, you know, there was times where days were hard and it was like, you know, on the PCT, I only, there was only one time, a couple days in a row that I wanted to quit early getting into Big Bear. Took mm-hmm. a day off, took mm-hmm. my first zero, and then I was like, yeah, we're cool. Mm-hmm. Just needed to take a day off. So that's cool that you had somebody that you could sympathize with, but then also motivate. Yeah, dude, let's do this, man. This is what we came here for. He was he was a huge That's motivator. Cool. That was that the guy from England. Yeah, cool. He was the only dude I rode with, yeah. and he was so good at motivating. He was amazing. His his temperament was just like eye opening. I think that was the reason when I, when I got back on the road, I I had like zero problems. I was like, this is easy. Sweet. I was like, we'll be fine. Wow. Um, but yeah, we would be in like the worst. Like we would be in like the absolute worst of it, and we would both just be there like silently standing on our bikes. We were both in pain. Rough day. We we're just like, you don't say anything like how much this sucks. You just like both know how much this sucks. <laughs> but he would be like this like long look on his face and he'd just look down and then he'd look up and then he'd smile. And he had this huge smile and I was like, that's all I needed. <laughs> and we just like keep plugging away for like another like four hours. Like, yeah, that's he funny. was he was awesome to ride with. He was a solid dude. Um, yeah, it's, it's so nice. Um, to think about the people that you meet, like you know, you met people on the PCT. You didn't meet a lot of people on the on the on the bike trip, but to know that there's uh, somebody else out there that's going through the same crap, mm-hmm. and really, just like you said, you didn't you would like talk about it like for two seconds, and then that was it. You didn't yeah. have somebody constantly complaining about it. Yeah, and it's also like how much can you really complain? Because it's like you you you've actively made the choice to be out there. Like no one's making you do this. It's yeah. like it's like complaining on vacation. Like how I look at it is like I was like I ride in Hawaiian shirts and I hike in Hawaiian shirts just to remind myself I'm on vacation. That's pretty. That's cool, man. Yeah. I like that. That's that's my outlook on it. Like yeah. every day is way better than me being back at work. Granted, I love both my jobs. Shout out right. to Yama. Shout out to the Fitzroy Bar. <laughs> <laughs> but appreciate you. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just like you know you, you you only make it worse by like complaining and getting like sucked into that hole. You just have to be like like even though like. There were like three days in a row in Montana we couldn't see more than like 400 feet, 500 feet just because of how like, like we were like in the clouds the whole That's time. not far. No, but it was 
beautiful. It was so pretty. Yeah. You'd have these like amazing pines and just like beautiful, like the smell of like wet sage and lupines. So, oh man, that's oh, so cool. Dude. Smells will bring you back, man. Smells will bring I'll, you back. I'll never smell a blueberry again without thinking about Washington. Right. Uh, I'm happen. so jealous you got Maine, that in blueberry season. Maine had blueberries, but not like not Washington. Like that. Yeah. Like, I missed it by like a week or two, I think. Because uh, you finished like 15 days earlier than I did in the PCT. You were like uh, mid to late September. September 23rd. How many days did it take you? Oh, shit. Uh, it was four months and 20 days. I don't know how the, what that yeah, works. Four months and 20 days. Like, everybody's like, oh, this is my start date. This is my finish date. Yeah. It took me this many weeks. Yeah. It's so wild how something Stays has such a big impact on yeah. you. Um, I know. I didn't even post like my PCT reunion picture this year. I kind of. really? I, I've been taking a step back from the, the social media. Yeah, I, it's such a double-edged sword because it, it really can be is. such a positive thing. Yeah. And it can be such a negative thing. Yeah. And, um, you were talking about the Hawaiian shirt thing and being on vacation. Mm -hmm. So before I left, Elise and I were talking about my trip and, you know, some things I was looking forward to, some things I wasn't looking forward to. And I think I said something along the lines like, I have to do such and such, or I have to do 20 miles a day. Or yeah. I have to do yeah, 20. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she looked at me and she was like, Dylan, you get to do it. <laughs> Don't ever forget that. Yeah. And there were so many times where I was like, I, I would be out on trip like, we get to do this. Yeah. Or like, this is what we get to do now. Oh, the do this. And it's such a perspective change. Yeah. Like, you can go home anytime you want. We get Seriously. to do this. Yeah. I mean, this whole trip was just like, every single one of these is just an absolute reminder as to how insanely fortunate and lucky I am with my life. Like that I can just like quit two jobs, leave my stuff at my mom's house. It doesn't make me pay like leaving shit in the garage <laughs> and then go out and just bike for four months. Like it's like a lifetime dream that people have. And like, I just like do it because I like abandon all responsibilities. So I'm irresponsible. <laughs> but I don't feel like that's necessarily true. You uh, take care of what you have to take care of. Fair. But yeah, it's just, I, and I mean, like biking through so many of these towns that were just like, don't have the opportunities that I've had in my life, like whether it's good education um, and like getting out to new areas and seeing what else the world has to offer. Like that wasn't, that wasn't, like there were so many towns where I was like, no one here is really gonna do anything else than own their family's ranch. Cause that's like, that's like life out there. But still great, incredible people. Like, and right. I get to meet so many nice people. Like, the U.S. cultural tour was awesome. I was, like, and it was weird, like, for me, like, the whole politics thing, I was, like, I'm biking through, like, you know, Trump territory, like, literally the whole time, which isn't, yeah. <laughs> being from Massachusetts is not... Not uh, your norm. No, and, like, <laughs> dr dressing in a Hawaiian shirt with, like, long-ass, like, flowing hair. Big, long hair. Yeah, just, like, weird-looking... Flowing mane. It's like a mane. It's a mane, yeah. yeah, and then just, like, looking, like, possibly... Like, I immigrated here. Like, I've had some stupid questions <laughs> asked to me, specifically in the South. Anything good? Uh, not on this trip, but, like, oh, on the Blue Ridge Park. On the Blue Ridge Parkway. Someone was like, you, you one of them Palestinians? And I was like, dude, what? <laughs> I, was, I was like, I can't even fucking understand you because of how, like, your accent is so thick. <laughs> like from New England, bro. Yeah, I've gotten, yeah, I've gotten some, some shit said to me. Yeah. But on this trip, every single person... Like, just, just displayed, like, nothing but kindness. That's awesome. I really, I don't have a single, I have one negative experience, which was just some hick in Colorado did a burnout on a dirt road in front of us when we were on our bikes and just, like, peppered us with rocks. Like, that's literally Lame. it. But Come for 7,000 7, miles, 
Not bad. Yeah, that's a pretty good average. Not bad. Okay. I'll take that. That guy. Yeah, I didn't have anyone throw a bottle at me. I didn't. I had one dude try to like hit me with his car. Oh, I guess two bad experiences. I was in Vermont, which I was shocked about. I was like, dude, Vermont's really usually like the most pacifist state. Yeah, they, <laughs> if Vermont was invaded by like anyone, they would just sub- yell like, it up. Sure, leave our trees alone. Yeah. You want some syrup? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I was just chugging maple syrup in Vermont. It was awesome. <laughs> I love that state. Uh, yeah, Vermont was definitely... That was my first experience with seeing how they actually harvest uh, it's so cool. syrup. I was like, what's going on around here? I was like, oh, that's right. We're in Vermont. Yeah. They're Ta- making the sugars. Tap lines. Yeah, yeah. My, be- my best friend uh, lives on a, like a yurt and an organic farm. This is the most Vermont thing in the world. My best friend lives on a yurt in an organic farm, and then in the winters, he sugars. <laughs> this is a quintessential... That guy... This is a quintessential Vermonter. He owns <laughs> seven different flannel shirts. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sounds about right. He has a great pair of Carhartts. Yeah. But he's, uh, he's getting ready for the sugaring season right now. And uh, he always sends me his, my gift like every Christmas is just like big ass jar of maple syrup. Nice. And it's like still some of the best I've like ever had. Yeah, we made uh, pumpkin, chocolate chip pumpkin and banana pancakes the other day. Man, you couldn't have any more f- taglines on that one. Big time. Gluten free. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking volume goose. I'm assuming yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, they were really good, and I was they like, sound delicious." I was like, "Do we have uh, anything to put on them?" And there was uh, a very low quantity of product. Oh no! It. So it that's tragic. Out. She, I think she was the one who bit the bullet. Oh. I would have just had eggs and bacon and potatoes. <laughs> yeah. She was like, "Uh." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were. I mean, they were good even without it. Uh, Fair. But you got to have some good Vermont maple syrup. It's. Oh, it's a staple item. Can't be corn syrup. Like, get the corn out no, of our syrups. No, get that. Dude, seeing, like, you know what one of the coolest things about the, the whole trip was was seeing mass agriculture, as I've never seen that. It's wild. It's weird. Did you see any, uh, like, big ranches with beef and things like that, oh, too? Oh, yeah. You had to if you're going through Montana. Oh, yeah. It was, it's wild. Dude, we biked through a cattle drive. 4,000 cattle. You guys did? Yeah. Dude, that's cool. You know how much shit I biked through on that day? All of it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we were covered in, like our bikes were covered in shit like it was it's one of the coolest days we ever had like honestly that was like the middle of like the coolest 48 hours of the entire trip covered but, in feces covered in poop <laughs> so like so much and like dude like i honestly there were parts of wyoming where it was just like i couldn't tell if all the cows just knew to shit in one spot or if someone came along and raked it into a pile but there were like literally like piles that were bigger than this footstool we're using right now really like it would be up to here and richard would be like up front he's like hey mate look out for that <laughs> like like you couldn't miss it it was like a big molehill it was stool. in the middle of the road too it was just like Weird. how is this possible but like yeah dude it was like fresh poop all over our bikes all over our gear and then like we were That's lucky nice. that we were going into like cool town mm-hmm. and we like came across this dude that was like power washing a truck and we were like pulled right in we were like yo can you spray our bikes for us? And he was like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> and just brand new bike, <laughs> like cool. as far as I was concerned. And he was like very conscious about like our bags. And I was like, dude, if you want to soak the whole thing, go ahead. I was like, yeah. I don't care less. But yeah, brand new bike, all poop gone. But he like looked at him and he was like, oh. <laughs> He's like, like, man, y'all got problems. It was everywhere. <laughs> so bad. I would, I would see, even being from Pennsylvania, we have road apples. We got horses mm-hmm. and, you know, buggies near Lancaster mm-hmm. County. 
Um, I wouldn't have thought about that because it's such a big, the magnitude of the trip is so big. It's mm -hmm. hard to think about those day-to-day -day things. Mm -hmm. And I would have not have thought about riding through. It's like you'd think about seeing them, but not like, oh yeah, that day that was such a great day, but I was covered in feces. Yeah. Like, Saw real American cowboys, dude. Type two fun. The type two fun, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's our specialty, I think. Type two fun. Type yeah, two fun. that's really how I live my life is type two fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so worked for Ma Yama mm -hmm. and bartender? Bartender. Bartender. Beer, wine, what's your drink of choice? Uh, liquor. Liquor? Liquor. Man. I stick Gallon to whiskey deep. and tequila. What's your number one? Uh, I love High West whiskey. High West whiskey. And then I'm actually a simpleton when it comes to tequila. Uh, like Malagro Reposado, I think is delicious. And then Lunazul Blanco. Nice. It's Ten bucks. It's great. But yeah, the bar I worked at was like craft cocktail bar and like baller, great restaurant. It's delicious. Yeah. It's like really one of the most fun jobs I've ever had. That place was like working with family. There was a really cool cocktail bar in Portland, Maine that we went to and they had a pretty good bit, little business model where like you could get all the little drinks and stuff, get everything mm -hmm. and I'm not, I don't drink as much as I used to but like they had everything. Mm -hmm. But then you could buy the stuff so it's like, oh this is what you want to do, you oh, want to make cool. it at your house, go over to the store, it's in the same room essentially and you could buy all of it. Really? And I'm like, man that's so smart. That's really Because people clever. come in and they, you know, maybe the next time they're going to want to try something different. Yeah. Well then they walk over there, they buy it and then they take yeah. it home. So. It's also like buying all the supplies for a home bar is not cheap. Not at all. No. No. Like, I can't imagine how much money I save, like, working as a bartender, just, like, drinking. Yeah. Like, for significant discount. How do you save money? Like, do, what's your what's your philosophy on how you save money or, like... Because this stuff's not cheap. This I stuff's know. not cheap. It's not cheap. No. Um, I am uh, what I would call a hermit, <laughs> for the most part. I don't... I mean, I don't go out to eat because I love cooking. So like I never I'm never out there spending thirty dollars a day for like mm -hmm. a dinner like that's just not me like you want to go on a couple dates like we'll go out but I would rather cook for somebody <laughs> like I can throw down in the kitchen yep um, so that which I find is like the main expense of people our age that do mm -hmm. is just like throw money away eating out all the time yeah. um, I don't buy stuff I don't need when I was living in Charlottesville I was rarely using my car so I wasn't really paying for gas. And on top of that, I mean, I was working like 60, 70 hours a week between both jobs. So I was working a lot. Yeah. And like bartending paid really well. Yeah. Um, and then rent was reasonable. I think it was, I mean, Charlottesville, it's very expensive. It was like mm -hmm. overpriced for what we were getting. But like uh, there were people that were paying more than me. Nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just save relentlessly. Like I really don't. These are like my big, like this is my first big, big trip since... The PCT, so three years. So three years. I mean, that's Cause, a good. Yeah, because that's the, other, the number. Yeah, two the or other, three. The other two, I was only off for like a month, which is like in a restaurant is like sick time. Like that's not really gonna hurt anybody. And then again, it was just like, uh, he's like, yeah, you know, like we didn't really want to waste money on me like sitting around during our slow season. I was like, well, let me test out this backpack that we're thinking about making. And so we just went tested on the Colorado Trail and tested out one of the other tents too. Nice. Um, so it worked out. Good. Um, but I yeah. like that. Yeah, it was great. Because five got, months is hard. Five months is hard. Yeah, five months is a lot of money. And I just, like, I had a, I was, a, and plus, like, once you get your first one under your belt, you know how to save money on trail, too. Yeah. Like, if I were to do the PCT <laughs> again, I could do it on, like, between three and $4,000, I think. I can see that. 
It was the PCT was hard for me in the desert. I spent yes. a lot of money in the desert. Yeah, I did. But too. then in Oregon and Cal- Oregon and Washington, goose egg. Tight, so up. tight. Tightened up. It was so easy to not spend money. So easy. I, I balled out once in Oregon. We really was just Ashland, but after that, yeah. it was like that's what we did the same thing because we stayed at Callahan's in Ashland, mm-hmm. and that was our big thing. Mm-hmm. But after that, it was nope. It was like you kind of get like horse blinders. You're like, I'm finishing this thing. Yeah. Did you? Uh, do you remember coming down into uh, Snoqualmie? Yes. So that you come down through and you're going through the ski slopes. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever you come down to town, you like it's kind of stupid because yeah. the trail goes to it's the really... end of town and you're watching town for two miles. Yeah. And then you have to turn around and go right on the road. Yeah, it was really dumb. So uh, thought about hitching that. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> that was a ter- that was terrible choices, but it, you know, it was private property, so yeah, yeah. Um, Whenever you come down to the lodge, there was the magic carpets for like, so the skiers have <laughs> those little magic carpets yeah, that you yeah, ride yeah, up for yeah, the kids yeah. and there's the big white, clear bubbles. Yeah. Yeah, we slept in those two nights in a row. <laughs> full home, full homeless. Row trash right full there. Full homeless. Oh my God. Yeah, we took a zero there and um, we took a zero there and I, I drank three beers. We were there at the bar. At the brewery mm-hmm. all day, mm-hmm. I drank three beers, so that's twenty bucks. Twenty bucks, yeah. And I ate pizza from across the street, full there, homeless. There you go. So good. Well done. That someone, was... someone told me this one on this trip. I thought I, I thought I knew it all. Uh-huh. I was like, we were talking about stealth camping because like it got kind of tricky on the east to west yeah. stuff. There were just weren't places to camp, and I wasn't going to spend money on campsites because they're freaking rip off. Um, By yourself too. Yeah, and so this one kid was like, yo baseball dugouts and I was like holy shit oh next level brilliant you're covered you're out of the way you for the most part you're hidden on like the edge of town and almost every town has a baseball field like that's good I was just like holy crap I can't believe I've done this so long but I did screw up once and I like it's like kind of like a oh, kind of a sketching area They're, like there were like homeless people around mm-hmm. and so I was like I just didn't want to be bothered so like, I brought my bike in with me into the dugout and it was fenced and then blocked and it had like you know your bench and oh it was yeah open so you're like so I was like trapped cor- cornered in it and i didn't yeah. realize that but i'd put like the trash can in front of the door so like if anyone wanted to come in it was gonna make a lot of noise and like i still had bear mace at this point oh okay like, i'm gonna win unless you have, sorry I'm, unless you have a gun like i'm gonna win <laughs> you're gonna be sorry i'm gonna rob you yeah like you're gonna <laughs> have a really bad day but like halfway through the night i start hearing this like loud banging on the roof of the dugout mm-hmm. and i was like the hell it sounded like either it was owls landing or like something was just like jumping around on top and mm-hmm. I was like okay this is weird so I'm like banging on the dugout trying to get it to go away or whatever and then I realized I was like oh my god if this is a skunk I'm so screwed oh like the last place I wanted to be with a skunk is cornered in a dugout <laughs> like I was just like basically from that point on, I just like played dead I was like I oh, will deal with this in the morning if anything comes in here and I was like I am not I was, this is the worst sleep I got on the whole trail oh man that's funny but so did you ever figure out what it was no, I had no clue. I didn't see any tracks. I didn't see any poop. Nothing. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Um, all right, so you survived the night in the dugout with <laughs> mysterious critter uh, or person. Things that go bump in the night. Yeah. Uh, the other one I wanted to revisit quick, though, before we get into some other things is, so what was up with the thing in Canada where you thought you guys were going <laughs> to die? Yeah. <laughs> Canada was a fun time. Um, so we were, this is our, I think this was our first day together, me and Richard. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's two routes through the Great Divide 
mountain bike route. There's the Great Divide mountain bike route, and then there's the race route. And they kind of deviate in some sections, but for the most part, they're like 95% aligned. Right on. Um, we were both using GPS, but I had the maps too. So we heard that there was a washout up ahead and a really terrible reroute that we just didn't want to do. It was like climbing in single track and like crap mud and just added miles that didn't sound fun. And so we're like, well, let's just stick to the map where there's possibly a washout, and if there is, we can like dip out. We kind of didn't really, we didn't really know where the washout was. Mm -hmm. Guessed we were wrong. Anyway, we head up to this area, and it's up near like a coal mining area, and so the river you bike along is through this old abandoned like kind of mining area, and it just runs along this beautiful river. It's stunning. Um, but we're like flying down this hill. And all of a sudden we come across like an abandoned like red Pontiac that has no plates, the ignition is pulled out, and, and freshly in the dirt is big SOS. Like my tires are the first ones across this paint. What? Yeah, and so I was like, a lot of red flags going on here. So I was like, Richard's like hanging, and I was like, I'm gonna go look in this car, make sure there's not like a dead body in here or something. So there's no dead body. Like, there's nothing going on. I'm, like, yelling around. I was like, hello? Like, is anyone around? You need help? Because we're, like, six, probably, like, six miles off the road by now. This is, like... You're back in. We're deep in it. And it's not an easy road to get down. And uh, we were just like, well, all right, no one's here. Like, let's just keep going. And so we start flying down again. We probably go, like, I would say, like, another four, maybe five miles really quickly. Mm -hmm. And we get to this first washout, so we can't really ride over it. Like, it's just like, you know, trail and then just like steep cliff into like a river. Yeah. And it's just these giant boulders that like fell into it, so we just had to carry our bikes over it. So Richard goes over first. He's like, wait, stop right there. Like, takes a picture of me. And I was like, all right, sweet. And, like, it just looked awesome. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta take some pictures every once in a while. Yeah. Um, and so we, I like walk back over to him, and he just goes, wait, mate, there's a dude over there. I was like, the fuck do you mean there's a dude over there? I was like, we just came down this at like 40 miles per hour. Like, no one has caught up to us. Like, there's no bikers. There's just a dude hanging out in like a sweatshirt, sunglasses on. It's like hot out. Like, it's not yeah. this kind of weather. And I was like... It's How far like away is he? 150 yards. Within, within visibility. Yeah. And like, single track. Like, I, don't just, I just don't know where he came from. Like, mm -hmm. we would have passed him. And if he was on the road, we would have seen him. Yeah. Like there's just I just don't understand where he came from, and like I see Richard's face and it's this I know it's the same face that I'm making right now, mm -hmm. and er, and I was just like oh dude and like you know when you just have like a bad feeling, Th both of us were just like this is sketchy alarms are going off so many and I just like ye yelled over to the dude I was like hey man what's up and the second I like acknowledged him he stepped backwards and slinked behind a tree, really really. And I was like, if this is the dude that wrote SOS into the ground, like, I would not be slinking behind a tree. Yeah. I was like, this is probably the dude that's causing this SOS. Mm -hmm. And Richard's like, we need to get out of here right now. And I was like, absolutely. <laughs> and so we just hop back on and just go full force down the rest of this hill. And then we get to the actual washout. Like, it stops. There is just no more road. Oh, man. So it's just, it's like a 60-foot cliff. And 60? Yeah, I mean... The oh, whole, dude, it's done. And it's, like, and it's like 80 feet long. Like, the whole side of this cliff, just this whole side of this mountain just went out into the river. Uh -huh. And they have, like, 
they have like barb like a wooden fence and like some crappy barbed wire up. They're like, don't go past this point. Like, well, and Richard's like, I'm not going back there. And I was like, I share the same sentiments with you, my friend. I was like, there is no way in hell I'm going. But you could not pay me enough to go back and face this dude. Granted, Richard's like six four, two twenty. Like this, this dude is a big could, dude. This dude could take some blows. And we both of us have bear mace. I was like, if this and it's Canada, we didn't really know if it's gonna be like America. We're like, this dude might have a gun. Mm-hmm. But we, I was like. Odds are we kick the shit out of this dude. I just don't want to have to get to that point where, you know. You have to kick the shit out of the exactly. dude. Exactly. <laughs> we're like, talk to this person. And we were just like, fuck what we do. And so we're like looking at this washout, and then like we look to the left, and there's like an older abandoned road. So like he like slides down this like dirt like cliff basically. And then I hand his bike down to him. So he's like really awkward shuffle. Like this is taking me a long time. Yeah. Which probably would have been enough for a dude to run three miles to get to this point. And <laughs> so we're just like, like antsy right now. I have to take like gear out of my bike and then I hand my bike down to him and then we do it again like down this next cliff. Mm-hmm. And then we have to carry our bikes along like this like big ass river on a game trail. Oh, you're like walking through the woods now. We're like we're like walking like maybe like a couple feet off the river. So like if you slip like you're going in. Yeah. And then like on top of that like I'm carrying like a forty pound bike. His is a lot lighter <laughs> than mine. But, like, the climb up, like, the dirt, wet, mud, cliff crap on the other yeah. side was just, like, I almost slipped a bunch. Like, yeah. I would have gone, I would have gotten rocked by my bike, but then it's like, rolled down, like, you know, 30 feet of rocks and then just gotten right into a river. Drowned. Yeah. <laughs> Died and then drowned again. Died and then drowned again. And then so, like, we eventually get to the other side and we were, like, that was weird. And I was, like, yeah. So, like, I marked, we marked the coordinates, um this all happened and then it took us a while to get into town but when we did I was like we talked about it I was like do we call the cops on this I was like is this is this enough to like file a police report because yeah. we were just really sketched out like I don't know how long that car's been missing it looked fresh yeah um, no tags no tags and the fresh the fresh spray paint is really what did it for me that's weird that was that was really it so we ended up calling the cops the next morning and just like leaving a report with them but we never heard anything after yeah. that but that was like that was day two Sick. Day two. <laughs> day two, man. How's it going? This is going to be an adventure. Yeah. And then every other day, it was just like, am I going to die today? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Hopefully not, but it's always a possibility. Uh, the concentration of near-death experiences in the beginning of that trail were just, like, annoying. <laughs> Say the least. Uh, plus, it's like, you're getting into the swing of things, and uh, I'm sure that you learned more in the first two weeks than you did the last two. I mean, the, the learning curve on something like this Dude. is always just gigantic. Like, the, oh, I can't believe I thought that would work. The learning curve on the Great Divide, all of my bags, so I made, like, all my bags for my yeah. bike. All of my bags had a hole in them on the first day of the Divide. Really? The Divide is so brutal. What was the warranty on this? I don't know. <laughs> I hey, I got a question. I got to figure that out. <laughs> I know a guy that can fix them. <laughs> um, yeah, I just picked up that. I was thinking about fixing a couple ones, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, like, the the sheer vibration, like, burned holes in all the bags. Like, my tent even burned a hole in itself from just rubbing against itself. Like, really? That's like, this trail's violent. I didn't even, th- I wouldn't even like, it's not think com- about that stuff. Yeah, it's not comfortable. Like, I was running the wrong size tires on this trip, too, like, when oh, I you started. Were? Yeah, I ended up, like, the third, the third day in Canada, I ended up switching them out to, like, wider ones that were way more comfortable. That, like, saved my trip. Really? And, like, wrists. Like, I hit a, I hit a freaking washboard. On the first day, like the end of the first day, and I hit it so hard that it like kind of dented my rim. 
But it dented the rim because you hit it that hard. I smashed the crap out of this. And I was running tires that were way too high pressure. Uh -huh. And I was like, something has to change. I was like, if I have to do this for 2,000, like 2,700 more miles, it's not going to make it. But you learned it. Learned it, changed it. Got it out of the way. We, yeah. You only had like, how many flat tires? Uh, on the divide, one. And then east to west was like th two. That's pretty low. Pretty insane. That seems like a so, very low. So lucky. Richard had four flats in five days. <laughs> he, he, I was like giving him tubes. I was like, what the hell's going on with you, man? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm uncertain. Yeah, so it was crazy. Yeah. But I mean, now they make, you know, you can run tubeless tires. Like you just don't get flats. Oh, you can? Yeah. Nice. It's awesome. Bike technology is getting out of control. Yeah, I mean, that's tubeless tires for bikes now. It's great. Interesting. Yeah. I did have one. I had one tire make it from, like, border to border. And one of your tires made it that far? Yeah. I'll, That's I'll like having one pair of shoes for a hike. It yeah. doesn't happen. It was. And, like, I, and it was frustrating because I just bought, I bought that same tire, but, like, the stronger version of it for the rear, like, mm -hmm. halfway through. And that only made it, like, 500 miles. It just, like, exploded. I was like, what the f you went out too on like, the. I was like, look at the one in front, shitty tire. I was like, this is what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> Frustrating. So you carried like extra stuff. I carried like bike tires. I carried a spare tube, and then a I spare carried tube. Okay. I carried a spare four ounce container of sealant. So I was riding like my, the green slime type stuff. Kinda, yeah. I was okay. using like uh, I was using um. Uh, finish lines Kevlar sealant so there's like bits of Kevlar in oh, it. Oh nice. So it acts as like a blood coagulant so like when it hits it forms like a scab faster okay. basically when it's under pressure. Yeah. And so that was um, fantastic stuff but um, so I'd carry spare, spare sealant, spare tube and then bike tool, bike levers, oil, uh, chain cleaner, rag, pump, and two spokes, just in case. Two, oh, I, yeah, that's a good yeah. idea. Yeah, I was—I didn't break a single spoke on this whole trip, but I was worried about like because you snap a spoke, like you're pretty screwed. You're for gonna a have bit. some serious issues until you get it fixed. Yeah, like but. it'll you can yeah you can get through one broken spoke, but once one goes, you're gonna break another one real fast if you don't get yeah. fixed. But I didn't have to use a single one, so I just carried those the whole way. But yeah, yeah. I mean carrying yeah. carrying tools was like a new thing to me. It was just like. What tools? Did you, what what did you take on the on the PCT for tools? A pocket knife. A, a, that Vargo, that awesome Vargo knife. That uh, one that the sheath. The sheath. One? Yeah. Yeah. Swear Sweet. by that. That's cool. See, I I have the the folding one you yeah. saw earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, man, I kind of like that. You know, straight blade one yeah. or fixed blade. I love it. How's it doing? Uh, holding an edge. Unreal. Also, Chad sharpened it for me at the last Geargasm, <laughs> and it's like you're good. Terrifying now. <laughs> yeah. I, I like, gotta get him that one. Yeah, dude, he's so good at sharpening knives. Yeah. Thanks, Chad. Yeah, I love good you. on you, Chad. We love you. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was carrying that and like the the little the mini Leatherman that has like the scissors. Yep, that thing's great. Yeah. That's what I went to go figure out if I had it in my car today, and I don't know where it is so now. So I'm like trying to think about where it is in my house. I, I love that thing. Yeah, it's like you have certain things. Like, oh. I mean, I got that that Vargo folding knife. I I've got five thousand on that one. Yeah. Um, on the PCT, I used it because I did all resupply boxes. I used it to open my boxes yeah. and to cut cheese. summer sausage and oh, cheese. That was go. it. Yeah. And it was like, everybody's like, oh, do you have a big knife for a gun? I'm like, I have a knife that's about an inch to an inch and a half long. I'm not sure how big the blade is. Like, <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah. 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 But that's all you need. 
That's all you need. That's all you need. You don't need tools. Like, yeah. oh, do you have a screwdriver or a Leatherman? Like, got a pocket? I have uh, the, old, the my, of course, I couldn't find my toenail clippers. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's all I carried, and it was the smallest, lightest one I could find mm -hmm. at Walmart. Mm -hmm. yeah, you don't need a lot of tools. No. Um, so what other, like what, everybody who goes on a big hike or a mm -hmm. big bike trip reaches out to companies and some people get lucky. So who did you reach out to? Like what, who helped you out? Like who do you got to send Christmas cards to? Fair. Um, <laughs> I mean, obviously, I mean, Yama Mountain Gear is the crowning jewel of this considering I worked for him. But I mean, I got to buy our fabric at like, a great rate and then Sweet. he let me use the sewing machines like after work and stuff mm -hmm. and then like helped me design this tent so i mean i made frame bag rear bag two handlebar bags a front bag and a fanny pack for like dirt cheap I mean, fanny packs are coming back man big dude, fan fanny pack pretty much saved my camera because like oh. if i had a camera bouncing around in the front yeah it gotten rattled to death but when it was on my body you know you act like a gyroscope no shot. Did you take your A6000? I did. Sweet. I love it. How many it. pictures do you have to go through? Uh, I took close to 8,000. Holy crap. It was bad. That's or, no, I think it's like 7,000. Sorry. It's like seven. It was like close to that's one mile. That's a lot. That's... Was what lens did you have? Do you remember? I used the stock lens. The prime lens. Yeah. Just the little pancake one. Yeah. Nice. That thing's great. Just it's so small. Like Light, small. Yeah. But mine has it. a dent in it. I slipped on the first day on the long trail and dented the side of the lens, so now dust gets into it. Oh. So like I have a couple of pictures of like beautiful landscapes and then there's like one black dot of dust in it and I can't mm -hmm. like I need to Photoshop it out but it drives right. me nuts. Yeah, but I love that camera. If anyone if anyone on this is trying to figure out what camera to take on a trip, I, I highly recommend the Sony A6000. Yeah. I tried the I carried the RX100, the little point and shoot that nice. all the ultralighters have them. Mm -hmm. I I actually dropped that while I was hiking the Mid State Trail and the electronic viewfinder pops up even when you don't push the button. It's like drains the battery super annoying uh but i hated it man mm. i sent it home and then i for a, a while in us uh syad valley mm -hmm. got my a6000 sent to me and i have 2000 from syad valley to canada wow yeah well done i wish i i wish i had it the entire trail yeah i mean if i was if i was doing the pct again i would bring the a6000 i would take that weight hit for sure yeah, yeah and i had that big lens on it too man oh really yeah what is it? What is that one? 18? 18 to one twenty or wow, it's so good. I don't like because I do nice. like mostly like I just do mostly um, like candid yeah shots of people. Like mm -hmm. I'm not good at scenery. I'm not good at landscapes. I just like to take like natural photos I'm of people. I'm all about landscapes. And I I don't have to get up. I can just sit where I'm at and zoom. That's so nice. Really tight. Yeah. Yeah. Man. The one thing I realized that the stock lens is terrible at taking portrait pictures. There's still like some distortion. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah things sweet. I like that lens. Oh man. Yeah, I got I was thinking about upping it. I still have a warranty on it, so I'm kind of hoping it dies because it's it, the poor thing has gotten some. It's not working as good as it could be. Let's put Dude, it that way. Sony's warranty is so good. Is it really? I don't know if it would cover. I have the warranty through Best Buy, which covers literally everything. Uh, dude, I would be like, yeah, my my camera's damaged. Just yeah. Send it in. Get them because I, I sent my. RX 100 in, and they mm -hmm. supposedly fixed the electronic viewfinder, but then I just figured out they didn't. So I'm actually going to send it back again, and then whenever I get, a, get it, I'm selling it. Fair. Yeah, yeah I would do that. don't have a lot of stuff. But yeah, so um, Yama, so Yama, highest one. Cool. Um, yeah, and like making a tent, making a bivy. Um, oh, you had great. a bivy underneath? I had a bivy just in case. Good idea. Because um, my tent didn't have a floor. It was just like, the tent's big enough. It's Shaped a giant tarp. pyramid. 
Yeah, it was like a shaped tarp, basically. Yeah, like five-point pyramids, big enough to fit me and the bike in, or me and a six-foot-four dude in. No, like no problem. Being, That's like, cool. Cooking inside of it, the thing was great. But um, yeah, big fan of like the the tarp systems like that. Great. I'm becoming more of a fan. Yeah. The only reason I want like an inner out is out east is for ticks. That's really it. At night. Yeah. Because I don't I don't screw with that. But like out west and on the central, I didn't need an inner at all. Yeah. Um. But let's see. Uh, shout out to Chad again for North by North. Gotta. Gotta. See, Chad is already committed to coming in and sitting down with me on the podcast. He, he better be. He's he will. He's a great so cool. man with a. An incredible wife, too. I love hanging out with them at Trail Days. They are this, the best. They're good people. We got dinner with them before I did the PCT. Oh, so that's cool. great. Yeah, yeah, aside from being incredible people, they do. he makes an awesome product. Yeah, what, so simple. what did you take with you? I took the, the kerchief, the small one. The small one? Yeah. The hand kerchief? Yeah. I got one on the PCT. Yeah. Loved it. What did you use it for? I used it for keeping dust out of my face on these downhills and, like, cars. Uh, also, bugs going down my throat. And then when it was freezing out, I would wrap it just around my neck just to get, like, a little bit extra warmth. Yeah. Um, and then I would use it to, like, wipe things down occasionally or carry stuff. But it was mostly just for, like, face protection. Yeah. Did, um, did you get any holes in it? Yeah. How did you get yours? So I think, I think this is how it happened. I had my bear ma- I wrapped my bear mace with it, mm-hmm. and then my bear mace was in, like, my feed bag in the front. Yeah. But, like, those bags would rattle against my downstem. Yeah. And so I think the bear mace ended up putting a hole in it. Yeah. I'm not sure, but it's weird because it's, like, a really sharp line. It's not right. like a snag or anything. You're fine. Just slide it back on. Um, so I got holes in mine. I actually got holes all through mine, which, don't get me wrong, this has nothing to do with the product. The no. product is fantastic. I beat the shit out of this. I have 2,000-plus <laughs> miles on mine. Yeah. I had it for, like, two or 300 miles and I had a, uh, a tarp and a bivy set up also. Okay. And uh, I was using it in the desert underneath my hat as like a safari style. Mm-hmm. And it was getting sweat in it. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, uh, I sleep very sound. And mice oh, chewed no. holes in it. So I went to bed. Salt. It was in yep. mint condition. <laughs> I get up the next morning and it looks like Swiss cheese. And it was oh, like, no, I was so bummed. But now I have, you know. It's a, it's a very sentimental to me. Right. Um, but yeah, that's cool that you, that's cool that because I that's we actually met through Chad. Yes. And it was cool that to see that you because I didn't realize that you had a North by North product. Mm-hmm. Um, that's cool that you had the same one. That's I gotta, the thing. I'd like to see that. I got to send him pictures. I hopefully I get it to him before he comes out and sits down here and chews me out on this podcast. Ah, uh, don't worry, he's gonna chew me out too. I was supposed to get him some video and stuff like that, and I'm like, ah <laughs> oh, man, like ah sorry. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's a great guy, man. He's Good, an, fantastic product. Such an awesome dude and great product. Cool. It just has so many uses. I also use it as a helmet liner because I didn't yep. have a hat most of the time. Yeah. But my helmet was getting stuck in my hair and it was driving me insane. Oh, I didn't even think about. It. Yeah, I'm not a hair guy. I know. Yeah, <laughs> this is this problems that I found out about. But yeah, so I would use it as like a as like a head wrap, and then like when it got really hot, I was like soaking it and like putting it on my head. Like, I did that too. Gotta sweet. Yeah, what um, a, what a great product. North by North, big fans. Big pair fans. of them now. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. You and me both. We have a pair. Yeah. We're a pair of fans. Pair of fans. Uh, ah, yeah. yeah. I thought you said that he's making apparel now, and I was like, uh, you didn't tell no, me No, not yet. I want to get it. He's got to get some North by North logo t-shirts. I know. I just want t-shirts. I know. Because now that Ibex is out of uh, business. They got bought out, I think, right before they closed. They're get, are they getting re, they're getting re-brought back to life? I don't know. Maybe I Chad so. just needs to get some Merino wool t-shirts. 
with their North by North logo. On yeah, the, the logo's cool. I um, like the North. Yeah, I do like it. And then, yeah. so I also used Vargo because I met him through Vargo. That's how I met him. But also. I've been using Vargo pots for a bit. Um, what you, uh, what pot did you take? I used the small one, not the bot pot. I forget. It's just a 600 milliliter like mug. Oh, it's it's the mug, the handled mug, handled mug. Not the, the not the Sierra the one that's like cone. No, definitely. Okay. Not. Yeah, yeah. Just the six. Mug. Yeah, you liked six, it. Six or nine hundred. Yeah, loved it because I could pack my stove into it too. Because which stove did you take? Soto Windmaster. I I'm s- not even familiar with that. Oh, dude, the Soto Windmaster is the truth. R- really? That's really? a that's a I've, strong I've endorsement. Had mine, I've had mine since the PCT. So mine has lasted the PCT, the Colorado Trail, the Long Trail, the Blue Ridge Bike, and this seven thousand mile trip. And what? the only thing that's wrong with it is that the electric starter broke on, like, the end of the Oh, it's a canister? Trip. Canister stove. Really? It's unbelievable. It's two that's ounces. Legit. It burns so efficiently. Mm-hmm. I can get, like, 10 to 12 boils out of a small canister yeah. now. And, like, I've never had it get blown out by wind. Sweet. It's unreal. It's 80 bucks, two ounces. It's incredible. I know now they probably make some lighter shit, but I don't right. keep up with that anymore. Too busy. Too busy living my life. Too busy, yeah. Too busy being satisfied with the gear I have. Yeah. Um, so you had the, the 600 milliliter cup pot. Yep. The knife. Then the, the fixed blade Vargo knife. Yeah. And that's probably like an ounce or two. Yeah. I think it's in 1.6. Yeah. I'm turning into a gear nerd about, I'm going into gear nerds yeah, mode. I know. Um, and then you had, what'd you have the, you had a spoon too. Had a spoon. Nice. Yeah. Vargo's products are awesome. They're great. Number one titanium company. Gold spoon. Golden spoon. Dude. That's my, my swear by. I gotta get a new spoon. I don't want to talk about it. I know. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, I can I can tell you exactly where I left it. <laughs> Isn't that the worst? Yeah. I was That's like, the worst. I almost. I mean, I just left. I almost just left all my uh, like my hiking clothes down at my friend's house before I came up here. <laughs> and like I realized like the night before, I was like, I'm missing a bag, and I was like, Oh God, did I leave it on top of my car? And then oh, so I thought it was that, and then I texted him. I was like, Can you check your house and see if my bag's at your house? <laughs> and he was like, I don't see it. And then I was like. Oh no! And then, like twenty minutes later, he's like, "Found it." I was like, "Oh, thank you." Sweet. <laughs> yeah, um, I have, I forever lose stuff. So, uh, Vargo, who else helped you out? Uh, so those people just like helped me out. And they're the ones I have the most thanks for. But people yeah. that gave me like some serious discounts, uh, Pearl Izumi, who's a bike apparel company. Okay, I use their shoes. I bought so I had like a pair of shoes I was going to use for the east to west, some more like road shoes, a little more aerodynamic. Mm-hmm. And then I sent myself a pair of uh, mountain biking ones. Cause there was like a lot of like possible hike and bike stuff, and I was like, I want shoes that I can like hike up a mountain in. Right. And so they uh, hooked me up with a very significant deal. Sweet. Cool. Um, and their shoes were so comfortable that I ended up using them for the whole divide and the whole rest of the trip. Oh, really? They don't even look like riding shoes. They look like skateboarding shoes, but with clips in them. And they Dude, it's like like bicycle shoes look. Only like bicycling shoes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I That's had like cool. other cyclists be like, what are those? And I was like, these are like, they don't make these shoes anymore, which is a bummer, but they lasted the whole trip and they like just broke. But I put like six, like close to 6,000 hard miles on these things. Yeah. Um, daily use. Daily use. Like, they yeah. don't have time to dry out. No. They don't go home and sit in the closet for like. Yeah. Stuff wears out, man. Yeah. And like. That's cool. Yeah. And then uh, Ibex, Ibex hooked it up too. I was using their wool bike shorts, which were amazing. I didn't I, even know they made uh, cycling clothes. Dude, that's a, yeah. They, like, their bike shorts, I think, are some of the best in the game. But, like, that's why wow. I was so bummed when they went out because I didn't buy, like, enough because I was, like, guessing as to what size I was. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I wish I bought, like, four pairs of them. I actually stopped using them halfway through because I wanted to make them last for, like, 
recreational beast. <laughs> and then I just bought like these twenty dollar ones from REI. I bought like two pairs of those, and I was like, these will be fine. And they were. Yeah. They weren't no. They were no Ibex yeah. by by any means. But um, and let's see, Montbell hooked it up. I love Montbell products. We were talking about this earlier. Same. So um, good. I swear light by their fast, interact. right? Light or fast, fast and light. Fast One of those light. two. So good. Uh, What'd you take with you? The Anorak? Anorak. That's all I needed, but it was so hot like the whole time. I, I only used it twice. But. Like, three times. But boy, did I need it. Mm-hmm. And did it come through? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Blackburn, which is a mm-hmm. bike gear company. They make like lights and tools and stuff, but I use their tools. Um, I used to, it like fixes everything. Like I had some quality issues on the trail and that pocket tool is all I needed. Sweet. It's really light. Um, they make a fantastic pump that I was using on trip too. And then I had another piece by them. Oh, I started off with fenders and then oh, just yeah. ditched those real fast. Is that like, common that people have them and ditch them or they just don't take them? Or? Yeah. I mean, road cyclists use them just because of like rain spray. But like when I was on the divide, they were like a hindrance. They're just like rattling around. I got sick uh, of them real fast, so I just ditched them. And I was like, I'm gonna get wet anyway. Like, there's no point. <laughs> so, yeah. So, but they make they make really cool stuff. Um, I've always I've liked using their stuff. Um, and then the people that hooked me up the most, like saving the most money by far, was Maxis, who makes tires. They're um, a tire company. Tire company, and they make incredible tires. Like I can't speak highly enough of them. You um, got some miles out of some tires too. Dude, I have one tire that has over 3,000 on it. It's, like, squared off now. Like, it's not a circular tire anymore. Like, there's a there's a square in it. And then for the last 1,000 miles, I had a hole in it. You but, had a hole in it and just passed but it. it. But yeah. Well, no, not even. It didn't, it like... Oh, you have a tube. Yeah, I had a tube okay. in it. And it didn't, like, the tube didn't get punctured somehow. It's just, like, they're just great tires. And, like, uh, I, I use their mountain biking tires, too. And, like, the cornering, like, for what I was doing, it was they were so good. Cool. Um, but they, they helped me out. Big time. So I have a huge thank you to Maxis. Awesome. Yeah. But yeah, because yeah. I was like, imagine, like, imagine if you had to pair, buy like, I basically bought 10 pairs of shoes. Like, yeah. <laughs> like that adds up fast. That's, yeah. You want to get as many miles as you can out of everything. Mm-hmm. And anytime anybody has a company help them out, it's so, mm-hmm. it's so small sometimes to them. But I mean, it can make and break your, hike or your bike or whatever it is it just dude if i had to buy new tires when i needed to buy new tires one so many of these bike shops didn't have the tires i needed Uh um so that was huge just knowing that i had the ability to get like one that worked sent to me Mm -hmm. um but they were just so reliable like i never had to worry about is my tire gonna pop right now that's sweet like it was great but i mean they saved me like they probably saved me close to a grand on tires tires um, any other companies? I don't think so. Everything else I was using from previous hikes was right. just gear that was just hanging out. Um, so like ballpark, if somebody would want to do either the north to south or east to west, mm-hmm. not including gear, what do you think? Not ballpark? including a bike too. Not in, yeah, like so like that stuff's all like pre-trail okay. expenses, like okay. you know town food, yeah, resupply stuff like that. Um, north north to south, I would say. Look at like look at like a two dollar a mile budget. Two dollar per mile budget. Okay. Yeah, and then east to west, I would say dollar per mile. Cheaper east to west because you get bigger. Yeah. Bigger mileage. You're bigger doing like hundred thirty versus. Yeah, and that's for someone that's doing it new too. I think based on my experience, I, I had it, I had it just under a dollar a mile for the whole thing. 
That's pretty good. Re I was really, really proud of that. And we had to buy like, um, like surprise hotels because of the weather, which I was like frustrated with. Because that stuff adds up fast. It sure does. Um, especially when you're by your most, especially because you're by yourself. Mm -hmm. On the PCT, four people in a room. So great. Five, six, seven in a room. Yeah. Save some money. But you, Save a lot you don't of money. have anybody else out there. You can't do that. Yeah. So also, we should talk about this, but I was using this incredible app called Warm Showers. You ever heard about this? Warm showers? Yeah. Dude, all everybody needs to know about this. <laughs> Everyone needs to know about this, but also like don't be an asshole on this app. This uh -huh. is like the coolest thing about this app is it's it's like couch surfer, but for cyclists. Yeah. So like everyone that's on it, or I would say like ninety five percent of the people that are on it are either old tourers, they've worked in bike shops, they do they just understand cyclone. Yeah. So the whole point of the app is for cyclists that are on tour to stay like at a house and they'll like give you a shower or mm -hmm. they'll do their laundry or like possibly a meal. Yeah. But, like I've heard some like awful stories of people like driving <laughs> like, driving across the country just like having their bike on the roof and like parking down the street and then biking up to the people's house just, instead of just like getting a hotel. So like this is like when you have like crappy hikers doing shitty things like call these people out. Yeah. But like the nice thing is like you can leave like feedback on like all the profiles. So it's like, like a, almost like Uber. You can rate. I would say that's a good way to put it. Cool. Yeah. But it's like, I also like, that was like a huge part of my sanity because I stayed at a lot of those houses. And like when you don't meet anyone all day. Never heard don't of this. talk. It was awful. So like, you know, you roll into a house at the end of the night, middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And you just have like, you meet the most interesting people with the most incredible conversations. Yeah. Like that's like, it's always the people that make the trips. It's never like the scenery. Mm -hmm. Like it's always a big part, but it really comes down to the people is what you remember. And so I, I like need to thank warm showers for just being existing. For being what they are. Did you listen to, so you listened to the GM'd Up podcast that I was on. Yes. Did you listen to the one with the guy who was a cyclist? No. So there's a guy, I can't remember what his name is. We'll have to look it up. But he was on a bike tour in like Europe and ended up meeting a woman, older woman, like huh. recognized him as a, a tourist or a bike tourist. Yeah. And took him to her house, and he was like, ended up staying there for like two or three days. I'm not going to ruin it for you. It is absolutely incredible. Such a good, such a good story. All right, I'm definitely going to listen to it. You got to listen to it. I'll have to get Joe. Actually, Joe's the producer. I'll have to get him to figure out which one it was. But their podcasts are awesome. Anyway. I really like that. I like the one you were on. You got to listen to the one with this guy with the bike tour. It was like unreal. Good people, good, good people connecting. Same exact thing. Love it. So good. Yeah. Love it. Um, yeah. That's all right. So we got the brands. Let, what are you excited for in the next six months? What's What's the next big thing for Greg? The next big thing is one recovering all the money I spent. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, that's like everyone when yeah. they finish. Like I don't want to work, but I need to. The work. first thing I want to do is shower regularly, yep. sleep in a bed, yep. eat food. Mm -hmm. and make some freaking money. Yeah. yeah, stretch stretch in the mornings and, <laughs> yeah, hang out. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I'm going to go back to just working up at, uh, in retail, which is not my, like, ideal situation, but the money's good. Mm -hmm. I'm very thankful to have that job. Cool. Um, and, like, the people I work with are tight. Um, I worked with them a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, so that's, like, the immediate thing. I'm probably, I think I'm switching up, like, my general life career and instead of like sticking towards like designing gear and sewing and all that, I think I'm getting into carpentry is the goal. So I'm gonna take some. Nice. Yeah, I'm gonna take some carpentry classes this winter and see how I like that. Cause if I, I would like to get into a trade just because you can move anywhere if the pay is really well. Like it just seems like something I should be doing instead of trying to get like an office job sitting in front of a computer designing all day. 
Office jobs suck, man. I've been yeah, there. I can't. I don't yeah. think I could do it. You have like you have the resume and the obviously the the drive. Mm-hmm. You know, bartenders they can go anywhere. Right. Carpenters. This guy can go anywhere and get a job. Oh yeah. It's dude. You know, my cousin just became an electrician in Colorado. Quit his job in Colorado and then later that day had a new job. Like shit, you not. <laughs> like they're so understaffed. And like one yeah. dude, one dude was a plumber on this trip, and he told me he was like, "Look, he's like, I started this 30 years ago." I was the youngest dude in the hardware shop. I'm still one of the youngest dudes in the hardware shop. And I was like, word. So yep. I think getting into trades is like where I should be going yeah. just for like the responsible choice. Um, but the, the overall goal is to like, you know, figure out where I think I belong in like the career scheme of things. And then mm-hmm. my goal is to get out to like Montana area. What part? Oh, East or West? Well, West for west. sure. That's so funny because I'm East Montana. Yeah, no, I'm West Montana because. Duck, duck hunting? Waterfowl hunting, yeah. hiking, all of it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, did you go through Glacier? Yes. So cool. Unreal. That's, that's like the short list. That's on the shortest of short lists. Yeah. Glacier. Um, you did say you went through Yellowstone, right? We, we go around Yellowstone. You I went wish, around it? I wish we went through it, but we go, it's like we go right in between the Tetons and Yellowstone. Okay, that's because so the Tetons are beautiful. Crazy. Been to Yellowstone, been to the Tetons. I want to do some hiking in the Tetons, man. dude. That place looks amazing. They got another trail out there on that that side of that mountain I've range. I've uh, heard. Yeah, it's hard to get off five months, but I think that like the, the how long was your bike trip? Four months. Four months. That's long. The the Long. one month two month I think is more realistic. I do. I love the short the short through hikes. They're great. Yeah, it's yeah. enough for you to make feel like you've done some stuff and reset. And yeah, yeah. Especially very, if you have sprint. Especially if you have sprint. <laughs> yeah, be yeah. alone forever. Yeah. Yeah, it's just been really good. I mean, this this past trip I got like everything I wanted from it, like nice. mentally and. It sounds so cool. It's such a different, but it's so it's so different, but still so much the same. Yeah, it's like as long as you have the ability to one get through suffering, but like, <laughs> like the long term determination on through hikers and any sort of long distance thing is very similar. Like yeah. I think that anyone that can, anyone that's done it through hike could easily do biking. Through biking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is there any like rivalry between hikers and bikers? I don't think so. I think it's just the hikers talking trash, but I don't hang out with bikers all, all the time. Yeah. All the hikers time are trash talkers, man. Mad shit talking. Yeah, um, I think the only thing that would be coming from contention is like when you have shared routes mm-hmm. and you have mountain bikers coming down trail and hikers going up. I can I can definitely see why that, that would be, be like, it. I mean, um, on, either, on either way of those things, I feel bad because I never know if I'm in the way. Right. Like, I feel like everyone's always wrong. Yeah. It's like, who moves? Like, if you're going downhill, you're going super fast and it's dangerous to stop. If you're <laughs> the, going uphill, you could easily just step off to one side. One of the things road, that so. whenever I did, I'm sure you listen to podcasts and audiobooks, mm-hmm. in Nick Offerman's book, who is Ron Swanson yes. from Parks and Rec, yes. the, the book Paddle Your Own Canoe. Yeah, how was it? Awesome, fantastic. Really? Highly, highly recommend. I probably listened to it 10 times. Really? Yeah. So put that in your Audible checklist. Oh, dude, I'll, um, I'll do his, that. His one quote is something along the lines of, let the others go first. He's like, hold the door for people. Yeah. You know, Don't be in such a rush. Always give room for other people, and you'll be so much less stressed out. Yeah. Let the others go first. I'm like, you know what? If I'm going uphill, I'm stopping. I'm going to take a two-minute break. Oh, you got to. You got to. Riding, riding with Richard, we were really adamant about taking like a five-minute break every hour and a half. Nice. That's cool. And it was, we tried to do that a lot, too. It was great. Yeah. 
Plus, yeah. you can then you can talk and rest and stretch muscles that are being confined. Change the position. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. pounding your feet. Massage your butt a little bit. God. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. So uh, remind me and everybody else the name of the charity that you're raising money for, and then an easy way to get a hold of you, follow mm-hmm. you, and donate money. Most importantly. Cool. All right. So I'm raising money for Open Skies Wilderness Therapy, uh, which is under the Skies the Limit Fund. Um, you can find a link in my Instagram, which is Greg is not cool. And I think we'll probably just, well, you want to just put a link in the description of the yep. podcast? Yep. Let's do that. Yep. That sounds great. Greg is not cool, but yeah. I disagree, um, especially judging on some of the photos and knowing <laughs> you personally. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Any shout outs? I mean, we covered a lot. I don't think so. Yeah, we did. We went all over the place. Yeah, man. we were everywhere. Blazing over. You can easily do this for five hours. I know. Let's. We don't have to. You've this still is got. You've I still, still got a several hour drive to go home. I got to go to work tomorrow. All right. <laughs> at I need 10 to get. I need to get you out of here. On the road. So, um, dude, this was awesome. This uh, is. Well, should we should we say thanks to the people that provided snacks for this? <laughs> Scout Backcountry. Thank you, Scout Backcountry, for giving me pumpkin seeds for this. Uh, yeah. And uh, Pro Bars. Yeah, uh, and Greg's, epic jerky yeah, <laughs> Greg is, off your resupply <laughs> excess. Greg's reaping the rewards of my resupply leftovers uh, from the PCT hike, as several other friends are. Dude, um, this has been such a wonderful way to break up this drive that I do like on a regular basis. Dude, we're we're here. This is so nice. Yeah, this normally is, it's stopping in Pennsylvania eating like a really terrible bacon egg and cheese. Would you normally go up ninety five? Uh, no, I go Harrisburg. I go okay. wide. So it's um, way easier. In the next so many years, we'll probably be in Pennsylvania because we're in Baltimore right now. Right. Um, but wherever we are, you're always welcome to stop by and talk. And I do like Pennsylvania. It's yeah, a cool Pennsylvania's spot. a good spot. I don't yeah. care what people say about the rocks; they're not that bad. <laughs> 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 Only because I grew up with them. So, all right, man, cool. This was turned. This was so much better than I anticipated, and I had pretty high hopes. So this is fun. Um, I really appreciate you stopping. I'm glad. It's good to see you again. It's been a while. It has been, what, two years? It's been two years, but I'm glad that we kept in touch. Um, yeah, that was thank, one of those thank good... Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Good people meeting at good places. Yeah. I'm so, excited you're doing this, man. You got good drive on this. I'm excited to hear the, the episodes that come out. Good energy. This is good to see. This going to be fun. Love it. So, all right, man. Thanks, Thanks dude. dude. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the show. You can connect with my friend Greg through his Instagram page, at gregisnotcool. You can also follow me on Instagram at DS Tonkin or on the Dylan Tonkin Show Facebook page. Please subscribe and share the podcast to help other people find out about the show as we continue to grow. We have plenty more conversations with exciting guests coming up. The next episode, I give you my own experience during my 2018 Pacific Crest Trail through hike. I discuss tips, tricks, and best practices for doing resupply boxes for long-distance hiking. It's full of information to help you decide your own resupply strategy. You won't want to miss it.